Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Ready for the coin toss and reminder you can be the coin toss kid in two weeks when the Tigers host Central Oklahoma. Let's go ahead and go downstairs. John Adams, our lead referee. Heads, tails. Nebraska Carney, you are the visiting team. What is your call? He called tails. It is heads. You've won the time. Defer. You want the ball? That's the way you want to kick. Flip it around, guys. Port Hayes has won the toss. Will defer their choice to the second half. Nebraska Kearney will receive the football. Good luck, gentlemen. There, there you go, guys. The uh, Tigers win the toss. They'll defer the second half, and Nebraska Kearney will receive this opening kickoff. That wind out of the north, uh, blowing a little bit, kind of circling a little bit as we're going to get our game ball delivered here this afternoon via helicopter. And... Uh, that uh, is the uh, sound you hear flying in here at Lewis Field as they make their way into the airspace here this afternoon. There it comes. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll go back down to you in a minute as this helicopter flies in. And uh, Eagle Men bringing the game ball along with Victory Tiger. That gives us a chance to remind you, register to be the coin toss kid in two weeks against Central Oklahoma. Do so by registering at McDonald's in Russell, Hayes, and Joaquini. If selected, you'll get a game coin toss, a coin a kid's game day jersey and you'll get a toss the coin out of the midfield with the referees and the two teams captains it's all courtesy of four-day state athletics and mcdonald's and hayes russell and Joaquini. so victory tiger bringing the football out the official game ball from eagle med which is landed at the 50 yard line right now and it's 53 degrees overcast not quite as windy as I think they were initially expecting this afternoon. North-northwest at 17 certainly could be a factor today, but not as breezy as was originally uh, forecast. So maybe a break there, but it will be cool and it will be breezy, and it's an overcast day here at Lewis Field. Right now, we're going to squeeze in 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to four-day state football. Beers, wines, and spirits. Pick up a winner at Kaiser Liquor with two convenient locations in Hayes. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. Well, the Eagle Med helicopter has lifted off and heading back to the airport successfully bringing in the game ball and victory tiger so i guess we can officially play football our opening kickoff is brought to you by simpson farm enterprises new and pre-owned sprayers and parts visit simpsonfarm.com simpson farm enterprises ransom hayes great ben beloit in grand island nebraska along with our producer and engineer joel shorman jonathan zweigert on the sidelines dustin armbruster our spotter craig carlin this is gerard welbrock and we are glad to have you with us on this saturday afternoon Fort Hayes State, Nebraska Kearney, and we are ready to go. And just as we say that, the wind blows the ball off the kicking tee, so that means they'll have to have Logan Heigel. Oh, Logan Heigel was going to come in and hold it, and um, he goes back here to the end and will not hold it, so hopefully the wind will keep that ball on the team. 
Kicking off for Fort Hayes State today. He's been kind of battling some injury this year, but it is Parker Janke. High and end over end, but it's returnable. Backpedaling is Bailey Torres at the five. He brings it near side. He gets taken down at the 17-yard line. Two flags on the play as well. And it's going to be against Nebraska Kearney. Jackson Colzo in kickoff coverage was able to make the tackle inside the 15. And I think it's going to be a penalty on Nebraska Kearney away from where the returner was. Oh, 15 yards away. Man. There was no reason for the penalty. There was a double team on one of the Fort Hay State Tigers, and they took uh, Reed Adelhart to the ground. Holy. Receiving team number 44. Penalty behind the distance of the goal from the end of the kick. First down. Nebraska Kearney. There were two great tackles. Colesall <laughs> with one of them. And the two guys that made the tackle by Nebraska Kearney on a Fort Hayes player. So the Lopers will start at their own seven-yard line. So a chance right here for Fort Hayes State to maybe establish that defense early on. T.J. Davis, grad student out of Colorado Springs, wide field high. What a career he's had, a chance to go over 10,000 total yards here today. He's going to keep it on a design quarterback run. Off to the right, he gets to the 10, and then gets stood up and taken down there by Parrish Terry. Forte State not fooled that much as they keep it simple down by the goal line. Three-yard gain to the 10. It'll be second down and seven for UNK. Well, they've been trying to have T.J. Davis throw a lot this year. Unfortunately, when they get backed up on it, it might actually change their, their philosophy, and they might do what everybody expected them to do this whole season and run the quarterback. They're going to have two wide receivers off to the right, running back in the backfield. Demarius Hosey, now he'll shift to the right, and they'll bring two tight ends in motion. One of them, a Hayes native, Luke Fletcher. Snap back to the quarterback. They're going to run option to the left. He pitches it late. Hosey is hit and taken down for a gain of only two. There were three Black Tiger jerseys there to make that stop for Fort Hayes State and a member of the chain gang gets blown over on that play as well but Evan Darvo, that was uh, I think Jane Wallace was over there giving pursuit. He had quarterback Travion Mitchell in there as well. A short gain of two to the 12, and now a big third down here for the Lopers. Third down and five for their own 12-yard line of their opening possession of the game. Lopers in all white. They've got the blue helmet with that Loper logo on each side. Tigers in all black today. Tops and bottoms, gold numbers trimmed in white. Victory Tiger on the right of the helmet, their jersey number on the left. Shotgun snap. Back to pass. Davis has time. Throws across the middle. It's incomplete. He tried to go on a crossing route to wide receiver Zorian Stanton. He threw that. In fact, the official had to duck. And I don't know if that got into the ice side of the receiver, but the umpire had to duck on that pass. It goes incomplete, and it's a three and out for the Tiger defense. It was a poor throw, too, because it was kind of a duck when it came out of his hands. Miles Men just got great pressure, and Miles had a little something to say to T.J. Davis afterwards, and T.J. giving it right back. So the Lopers will punt. Their punter is Hunter Krause out of Taylor, Nebraska. He kicks it high. High into the wind. It's not a good kick, and it rolls into Tigers' advantage to the 33 and where it's down there. So this is only a 21-yard punt into the wind, and the four-day state Tigers are going to have outstanding field position. They'll start on the loper side of the field, the 33-yard line, getting their first touch of the day getting a three and out when Nebraska Kearney was pinned deep. For the defense, it's like earning a turnover because you got the three and out, and then you get the short punt into the wind. Perfect start. First and ten Tigers from the Loper 33. 
We've played about a minute and a half. Dawson in the shotgun. He hands it off to Shane Watts. He cuts to the right, breaks a tackle, 30, 25, and down to the 21-yard line. He's going to pick up nine on first down. Zach Schlager on the tackle for the Lopers, and there is an injured Carney, and I think it's the guy, the linebacker, who made the tackle. The McCook, Nebraska product, transfer from Nebraska, is down on that play on the Tigers' sideline. defensive injury. So they will attend to the injured Loper, and boy, he is a mainstay. In fact, the Loper's leading tackler. Played three games at Colorado State as a true freshman, then transferred, spent two years with Nebraska, and he is often under his own power, holding his elbow. So hopefully nothing too severe for him. He's such a good player. They spot the ball at the 21-yard line, so it gives him a gain of 11 and a first down run, and good to see the Tigers establish that running game on the very first play. And they did that with the help of Jaden Horace, the wide receiver blocking. That'll really make the wide receiver coach at Fort Hay State happy. Now McCray loves that downfield blocking. Two receivers to the left. That's Bryson Smith and Jaden Horace. Trevor Watts here to the right. And now the tight end, Corman, he comes in motion. Shotgun snap. They hand it off to Watts. Same play to the right. He's inside the 15 and down to about the 13-yard line. Brought down by Devin Guga. He's a Santa Monica, California product. In there on that tackle for the Lopers, but good running play as the Tigers get it inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. Felt like Porter Danovic had a great game at Southern last week. He has picked up right where he uh, left off at Southern. Great kickout block on the defensive end. Tigers down to the 14-yard line. Tried to score on their first possession here in the first quarter. Handoff up the middle to Watts. Now bounces out to the right. He's at the 10. He's at the 5 and launches all the way down to the 2. He'll pick up 12. Great surge up front by the offensive line. Javier Peterson and C.J. Keel the tackle. It's a first and goal. They're going to mark it at the 3-yard line on a gain of 11. Kale Corman, a huge block. Tied in, got off the line. Nobody picked him up, so he got to the linebacker immediately and started driving the linebacker Joko Willis out of the play. Fort Hayes State trying to punch it into the end zone here after starting at the Loper 33-yard line. They give it to Watts again. This time he's taken down from behind one of the backside backers. That's Joko Willis, an Auburn transfer. He was dinged up and was questionable for today. He came through like a torpedo and tackled Watts from behind for no gain at the three-yard line. It's second and goal. All of the running plays have been to the right side so far. And so Nebraska Kearney started bringing a backside blitz in order to be able to catch up with him, and that time it worked out. So it's second and goal from the three, ball on the right hash. Horace will be a wide out to the left. Watts to the right. Now Trevor Watts comes in motion. His brother Shane lines up left of the quarterback, Dawson. He gets the carry. He's hit at the line of scrimmage and driven backwards. He runs into a wall of lopers led by Quillen Felton. The Lithonia, Georgia product by way of Butler Community College. And now that's two running plays of zero yards after the Tigers were gouging that Loper defense. And now it's third and goal from the three-yard line with 10.44 to go in the first quarter. In fact, they say he lost a yard to the four. Yeah, Fort A. State went to the well one too many times in Nebraska. Carney back-to-back plays dial up a run blitz to get to the backfield. Ryan Allen, a wide receiver, split to the far side. Two receivers here to the near. Both of them are tight end. Shotgun snap option play and Dawson's going down at the five it was an option play and Dawson loses another yard Forte State has not thrown it yet he's brought down by Jack Johnson and Forte State will have to bring the field goal unit on after moving it all the way down to the three 
Interesting well, this there. Is the Tigers win. ran the option. Don't see that very often. This is a win for the Carney defense. No doubt. The holder is Matthew Segovia. Amadia Cordolo, the long snapper. Carson Art tries the field goal, and he knocks it through. Just a 22-yarder. The Tigers get three, but kind of a disappointing possession that started at the Loper 33. They moved it easily to the three, and then it stalled. 9.54 to go, first quarter. Tigers three, Loper stopping on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Hey, it's Ryan from the Mattress Hub, and at your local Hayes Mattress Hub, we work hard to find the best mattress options. Is the Tiger Sports Network. First quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and remember to please drink responsibly. Seven plays, 33 yards for the Tigers. It results in a field goal, 22-yarder by Carson Art, but disappointing after the Tigers got great starting field position and easily moved it to the three, then the drive stalled. Now the kick with the wind to the back is going to go into the end zone. It'll be fair caught there. The Lopers will start at their own 25-yard line after they started their first possession at the 7. But you said it. If you're a Nebraska Kearney Loper, you're pretty excited there to get that stop. Forday State had was basically gift-wrapped a, an easy score, but they were held to three. You are, you basically turned it over on your first possession because of the holding penalty, going three and out, punting poorly into the wind, and uh, and it worked out well for Nebraska Kearney giving up the three. Really surprised Fort Hayes State didn't go to the air at least once in that down by the, by the goal line because Kearney was dialing up the pressure. Fifth time now in seven games. The Tigers have scored in their first possession. They're three and one in the prior four. Shotgun snap, T.J. Davis. He's taken down in the backfield. Parrish Terry, who's been really, really good in his redshirt freshman year. He greeted him for a loss of three back at the 22-yard line. If you're wondering about the first name Parrish, we asked him off the air, and I think I can safely share this. It is his mom's maiden name, Parrish. P-A-R- R-I-S-H. They wanted to keep it in the net, in the family. It's a great sounding first name and a great story. But he has an even better story coming on for the injured Gavin Hazelhort. And he has played phenomenal. Yeah, you haven't missed a beat of that defensive end spot. Second down. They gave him a loss of two. Second and 12 from the 23. Shotgun for Davis. Two receivers left and to the right. Jamal Joseph, the running back. Joseph gets the carry up the middle, and Parrish Terry hits him high. I think it was Evan Darville. No, it was Jaden Wallace who hit him low. They bring him down for a short gain to the 25-yard line. He'll pick up three. They're going to mark him at the 26, and the Lopers are going to face third down. Nope, we're going to say the 25. It'll be third down and 10 for Nebraska Kearney. They were 40% coming into the game on third down conversions, seventh the MIAA. John, does it look like T.J. Davis is hobbling a little bit after that tackle on first down? Yeah, a little bit, guys. I noticed that he hasn't looked comfortable since that first drive. Three receivers right, two left. Empty backfield for Davis. Slaps his hands, takes the snap, has to step up in the pocket. Now he's going to run to his right. He has to run it, and he's going to be upended. What a hit by Benny Williams. He lifted him off the ground and drove him out of bounds at the 31-yard line. Six-yard run, but the Lopers will face fourth and four. That was a great open field tackle, and Benny's not that big. 5'9 and 175, but he lowered that shoulder right into the gut and drove him backwards. Well, he's a shot blocker. We saw that last week down in Missouri <laughs> Southern. We batted a pass down to the ground, and now apparently he's a wrestler. So he's trying now for the, all the winter sports here during the football season. That was a great two-point takedown. Yeah, it was a great two-point takedown. 
So a second three and out for Nebraska Kearney. Trevor Watts back at the 35, and now you hear the whistles right as the ball was snapped. There's a flag at the line of scrimmage, and I think a loper may have jumped. It better be, otherwise it's a, it's a first down. Offense, number eight, five-yard penalty, fourth down. Gerard, one thing I will say about that hit, and it was great that Benny Williams got it, but the, the defensive line went too far, and they got too much pressure, and T.J. Davis leaked out. Florida State played it well, but that's the concern if the defensive line gets too far up the field. So now they'll punt from inside the 15. This one high into that win, not real deep. And Watts will call for the fair catch at the 44-yard line. So that punt will be 30 yards into that wind. And the Tigers will start at their own 44-yard line with 7.35 to go here in quarter number two, or quarter number one, they lead it three to nothing. Well, and Florida State had a perfect opportunity to lead seven nothing. You have to take advantage with a touchdown here to go up by two possessions and, and really put Carney into a situation that they've struggled with this year and being forced to throw the football. And you mentioned letting teams stay in games. Florida State a chance to really take a stranglehold here early. Tight end Corman, he comes in motion from left to right. Dawson to throw for the first time. He's got Bryson Smith near midfield, and he goes down to the 49-yard line. About a five-yard gain. Lopers had that defended well, but Smith gets the catch. And he's brought down by Jack Johnson. So second down and five for UN for Fort Hays State. Well, let's let's say Fort Hays State early on is is in a boxing match. They went to the body early with those runs, and now you start with some headshots and you throw it to your best receiver, Bryson Smith. First pass of the day for Jack Dawson. Second down and five from their own 49-yard line. Seven minutes to go, first quarter, and there's a pass low caught by Smith. He makes the catch and then just steps out of bounds. In front of the Lopers defensive back, Trey O'Gwen. Hey, look but it's at enough for a first down to the 44-yard line. Hey, look at that. On the sideline, stepping out of bounds. And he doesn't get lit up while he's standing out of bounds. That's a, that's a quality play by the are, Nebraska uh, are de you, defense. Are you referring Missouri Western by chance? Yeah, yeah, without saying it, Same I was. Same spot on yeah. the field, actually. Yeah. First and ten Tigers back inside Loper territory, leading three to nothing in the first quarter. Hand up, no play action. Dawson rolls right, and he tried to sidearm it to Cormany, and the pass gets batted down by Quillen Felton. Early on the field is an incomplete pass. Second down. So Fort A. State ran the ball exclusively on their first possession. They have passed the ball exclusively here on the second possession, and now face second and ten of the Loper 44. Sometimes you tip your cap, and Quillen Felton read the play, got in Jack's eyesight, was able to knock the pass down. Jack sidearmed. He tried to get it out. And if he does, it's a big catch and a, run, and a long run. Three receivers, one of them tied in tail, Kale Cormany lined up to the left. Horace here to the right, and they hand it up the middle. That is Watts and Shane Watts right up the gut behind the center. Kerr brings it down to about the 36-yard line. Joko Willis, the Auburn tackle, the Auburn transfer on the tackle at the 36-yard line. It's a, about an eight-yard gain. We'll call it, we'll say seven. It's third down and seven. Third down and three. The middle of the defense for Nebraska Kearney was completely open, and so if Fort A. State could open up a hole, and they did straight up the middle. It was a perfect play call for the defense that Carney had played, and that, that's why you're able to get seven yards. Fort A. State 0 for 1 on third down today. They have it at the Loper 36-yard line, needing about two and a half yards. Carney shows blitz. Dawson to throw. He's got his tight end. Cormany for a first down. Lowers his shoulder inside the 30 and gets bumped out of bounds at the 26-yard line by C.J. Keel. 
Cormany wide open here on the left flat, makes the catch, and it's a first and ten. Nebraska Kearney does wholesale changes. It's like a hockey line they change. Do. And so they bring in a whole bunch of new guys on the defensive line, and they're big. 360 and 310 right up the middle. Yeah, they'll bring seven and eight new guys in between plays. That was a 10-yard completion. First down, Tigers of the Loper 26, leading three to nothing. Dawson to throw across the middle. Cormany again lowers his shoulder, stretches. He's got it down to the 20-yard line as he was wrapped up by Parker Wise, the linebacker, but he still picks up six yards on that first down pass completion, and all but one play on this series so far has been through the air, and the Tigers have it right at the goal, right at the 20-yard line. Trying to get it back inside the red zone for a second straight possession. Shane Watts lines up left of Dawson to the backfield. Trevor Watts, Bryson Smith, wide receivers left. Horace here to the right. There's the snap. They give it to Shane Watts. Starts left, comes back to the middle. He's inside the 10, down to the 9, but there is a flag on the play at the line of scrimmage. That play, a nice little cutback move there by Watts, but it may be coming back. Well, the reason there was a cutback lane was, well, Jack Dawson's acting like it's on the defense. Jack would never lie. Holding. Defense, number 98. That penalty be happening. This is the goal from the end of the run. Automatic first down. So the, the hold is because Josh Shaw's trying to get off the line. And as he's trying to get to the second level on that cutback run, he gets held by the defensive lineman. So not only do you get the yards, you get the holding on top of it. And uh, and Jonathan Swiger, former offensive lineman, has to be loving the fact that there's a hold on a defensive lineman. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It's a rare call, but you're right. They're holding, trying not to let the guys get pulling around the edge. So that moves the ball to the five-yard line. First and goal. Tigers back inside the farm. Humpelman and supply red zone. There's a handoff to Watts. He's taken. No, keeps going inside the five. He was hit in the backfield and carries the pile all the way down to the two-yard line. That was fortunate because Shane was hit in the backfield at the six, but the momentum carried him forward. He's down to the two. It'll be second and goal. Jameer Jones on that tackle. He's a nickelback out of Clayton, North Carolina, a Shaw University transfer on the tackle for the Lopers. That's all Shane Watts because there were two linebackers in the backfield, and that's not supposed to happen. Second and goal. The Tigers just inside the three-yard line, leading three to nothing over the Lopers. In in motion from left to right is Trevor Watts. They play pass, and he's open. It's a touchdown. Jaden Horace is sixth of the year. A little play action. They fake the handoff to Shane Watts, and they found Horace all by himself in the back of the end zone, and the Tigers march it back in the far middle supply red zone, and they get a touchdown. Forte State looks very comfortable in what they're doing. They have a game plan, and you can tell the offense believes in what the game plan is today. It also helps when everything goes forward and you score twice. But you can tell Fort A. State is very comfortable with who they are right now in this uh, in this game. Carson Art hits the field, the extra point. He is now 16 of 17 on extra points. So make that 28 of 28, and we have a timeout. 28 of 28 on extra points. First quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and remember to drink responsibly. 3.49 to go, first quarter. 10-0 Tigers on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Hello, this is Dr. Christine Fisher letting you know our new work. Fort A. State, nine plays, 56 yards, 346 off the clock. Three-yard touchdown pass from Dawson to Jaden Horace, and the Tigers have a 10-0 lead 
3.49 to go in the first quarter. Remind you of the Tiger football brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, the experts at Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute will help you move freely. Learn more at HayesMed.com backslash orthopedics. The next two biggest drives of this game, and I mean for the rest of the game, are this offensive drive by Nebraska Kearney and the ensuing one by Fort Hay State. Too many times we've seen Fort Hay State get out to a lead and then let the team sneak back in and make it a ball game rest of the way. So it'll be Parker Janky to kick it off. High and end over end, and a fair catch called for at the goal line by Bailey Torres, and Nebraska Kearney will start at their own 25 for a second straight possession. Loper's first possession started at the seven. Tigers got a three and out. Marched it to the three and then had to settle for a field goal. That time they find the end zone and lead it 10 to nothing. It was a perfectly executed little pop pass. And typically it's a tight end that kind of leaks out of that that formation and is wide open. That time it was Jaden Horace. Jaden Horace's only responsibility was don't drop the football <laughs> because there wasn't anybody that was going to get in his way. He now it's 21 catches. Six of them have been for touchdowns. First and 10 lopers are on 25. Two receivers here to the near side. Now one in motion, and it's going to be an option play to the left by T.J. Davis. He tries to stretch forward. He gets to the 29 and then runs into a wall of Tigers. Miles Menges there got some help from Travion Mitchell and more going to give him about a four-yard gain to the 29-yard line, second down and six for UNK. Miles Menges has probably been salivating for this game for some time. <laughs> he is a converted linebacker down into defensive end, and the dude can run. I know in football, college terms, he's kind of getting up there a little bit, but he's still got some wheels, and this is an opportunity for him to live those linebacker and safety days from high school and get out and run a little bit. Dimitri Scott, one of the four down linemen in there for Fort A. State. Second and six, Cardi for their own 29-yard line, trailing 10-0. Davis to throw across the middle, tried to go to Luke Fletcher, the former Hayes High Indian. The pass was low, and Luke could not hold on to it. Got hit by John Johnson. A minute of that ball it was there. A couple of former Western Athletic Conference foes, and it goes incomplete, brings up third down and six, but nice to see Luke Fletcher out there. Great kid, great family, and starting tight end for UNK. Went to Butler, kind of got messed up because of COVID yep. in, in that whole thing. Uh, and, and Luke has been good to my kids over the years. He, he's kind of like a, a big, and I mean physically, big brother. Three receivers left, two to the right. Dawson to throw. Davis is not going to run. There's a flag. He's going to angle near side. He's got a first down. Then the ball got knocked out of his hands and out of bounds by Mason Perez. But this may be coming back. There's a flag seven yards back in the backfield, holding New NK, the preliminary indication from John Adams. Jay-Z had a good look at that one. Yeah, Bears tearing got hooked hard. Holding. The neck. Offense number 53. 10-yard penalty. Replay third down. Guys, you remember the old school cartoons where they have the the, the cane, the hook, and they just they just grab onto him and, and yank him off the stage? That That's what that was by Nebraska Carney. He's trying to save his quarterback, but at the same point, there was no doubt about the penalty. Lopers tied for the fewest penalties in the MIAA, only 33 this year. Through their first six games, they get one there, and now they face third down and 16 from the 19. They are 0 for 2 on third downs today. Empty backfield for Davis. Now he's being flushed. He's going to throw it late. It's going to be caught by Tooney Fafita, a tight end, but he's going to be well short of a first down at the 27-yard line. Benny Williams comes out of the pack with a football, but they're going to say the play was dead. 
John Johnson led the charge on the tackle. And now they blow the whistle, and they have not spotted it yet. Coach Brown took a timeout. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, 222 with the wind at their back, trying to make the Lopers punt one more time into the wind. They were going to have to punt regardless into the wind, but you're saving yourself about 30, 35 seconds of the wind at your back. And if you go down and score as quickly as what you just did on the previous two, you get to kick off with the wind one more time. Four days days planned this well. And obviously, when you get out 10-0, you get to play around with your timeouts a little bit. But you can tell Fort A. State is working the plan that they came up with all week long to get ready for Nebraska Carnival. And you kind of, whether the wind played into that or not, you knew the wind, the weather forecast was going to be breezy, the windiest day of the year. And, and obviously, you win the coin cost. You can't control all of it, but it's like they had things scripted with the wind at their back early on in this game if they had a chance to pin the Lopers deep. Well, we're fortunate that in the MIAA, the only place the wind blows is Hayes, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, of course. It doesn't blow above 10 miles an hour any, anywhere else in the league from, from what we hear. And so as a result, Fort Hayes State is way more comfortable doing this at home. Well, they practice in it every day. <laughs> Emporia State up 14-0 over Washburn in the Turnpike Tussle down at Weld Stadium. We will be in Topeka next Saturday afternoon. Another 1 o'clock kick for the Tigers. And we feel bad for uh, Washburn. They are beat up. They're playing a lot of true freshmen this year. And for the first time when we go to Emporia, we won't see Greg Ray, longtime yeah, voice of the Hornets that? who retired. Certainly wish Greg well. Lopers sprint to the line of scrimmage. They'll punt from about the 15-yard line. Good snap. Tigers come after it, but don't get it. It's a little bit better kick into that win, and it's fair caught by Watts at the 45-yard line. So still a tough kick into the wind of only 28 yards, and Fort A. State's going to enjoy good field position here with 2.16 to go in the first. This is their third possession of the first quarter. They had three possessions the entire first half a week ago in Joplin. They it's lead it 10 to nothing. It's because Missouri Southern holds on to the football for for 40 seconds every time they run a play. They are very deliberate, and they get positive yards on every play. Four-day state today has started at the Loper 33, their own 44, now their own 45. They lead 10 to nothing. 2.16 to go in the first. The wind at their back. Pistol formation. Dawson hands it off to Shane Watts. Tries to creep up the middle. He's across the 45. Gets to about the 48-yard line, then runs into a sea of white jerseyed lopers led by Zach Schlager. Good to see him back out there after injuring his elbow on one of the first plays of the game. He makes the stop. Gain of about seven. And they move it near the 49-yard line. We'll say a three-yard gain to the 48. Second down, seven. Something tipped off Joko Willis about that play because immediately on formation he was pointing out where the play went still got four yards though three backs in the backfield all with their hands on the ground now they shift out of it Dawson will be a receiver in a triangle to the left and Bryson Smith takes the wildcat snap the receiver across the 50 near the first down marker right at the 45 yard line so they run a direct snap to the running to the wide receiver Joko Willis the tackle, but it's a first down for Fort A. State in a gain of seven. First time we've seen that play this year. I know Bryson Smith would love to take that for a touchdown, but on plays like that, getting six yards and a first down, I'll take it. Because sometimes those trick plays result in about negative 14 yards. Bryson Smith, though, he's throwing a touchdown this yeah. year. Well, he, he, he ran the ball, he caught the ball, and he threw the ball when he played at the University of Houston. He's 
very dynamic wide receiver. Now he's split with one-on-one coverage to the far left. Two receivers right. Play action. Dawson with time. Throws. Trevor Watts wide open at the 30. Inside 25 and down to the Loper 23-yard line. He just sat in the right flat, and there was nobody within 15 yards. Trey O'Gwen finally brings him down at the 20. Five-yard line. That's a 20-yard pass completion and a first down. Call it what you will, but Jack Dawson in week one and two doesn't make that pass. He wouldn't have gotten off his first read, which was Jaden Horse. And Horse might have gotten open, but he absolutely, Jack Dawson, made the right read. Same formation. Dawson again shifts out of it. They'll have him as one of the wide receivers along with Ryan Allen and Shane Watts to the left. Now Watts comes back in motion, and he's going to... Nope, it's going to be a keeper by Smith. He shifts his way up the middle inside the 20 and down to about the 16-yard line. So they ran a little read option, and you knew the wide receiver was not going to give that ball up. He's brought down by C.J. Keel. They're going to mark him at the 16-yard line, a gain of nine. And that's going to be the final play of quarter number one. They officially spot him at the 17. It'll be second down and two when we come back. 15 minutes in the book. Tigers 10, Lopers nothing. We'll be back for the second quarter on the Tigers Sports Network built by PwC. 10-0 Tigers as we get set to start the second quarter. Let's first pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State Football. Uh, folks have filed in the Lewis Field, not going to be the largest crowd of the year. Of course, we had a near sellout last week or two weeks ago, but considering it's really the first cool day, the wind and everything, uh, the worst weathered game of the year, pretty good crowd here today. And so far, the Tigers have a 10-0 lead and looking for more. They're back inside the Farm Implement and Supply Red Zone for a third straight selection. See the great selection of new and used equipment at farmimp.com. That's farmimp.com. First, second down and one after the nine-yard gain. Dawson runs a shovel pass up the middle to Cormody. Hit the 10 to the five. Stretches. He is in. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. The shovel pass from Dawson to tight end Cale Cormody, who has his second receiving touchdown of the year. And it's 16 to nothing Tigers on the very first play of the second quarter. You, me, and Jay-Z down on the sidelines are... Kansas City Chiefs football fans. (laughs) And that was the Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey shovel pass right up the middle. Well executed. Fort A. State has opened up the offense more today than we've seen. Here's Arndt's extra point, and he remains perfect on the year. Arndt now 29 for 29. It is 17 to nothing. Fort A. State, one play into the second quarter. Go down to the sidelines with Jonathan Zweiger. Yeah, George, you mentioned to open up the offense. This sideline has so much juice in it, and it's because of the the different stuff, the fun you're having on offense, and the, the offensive line is doing an amazing job. Brandon Kerr, two weeks back from injury, he's moving guys up front, and you talked about the size of those guys that come in, but right now the offensive line's playing really well. Well, and I think that's the, you look, today was going to be a big test. It was Lincoln, they ran the ball, everybody expected him to, did a great job a week ago. His Cardi's defense is still pretty good, and, and so far, Fort A. State has dominated the line of scrimmage, and that's a great sign going forward. Jack Dawson hasn't been touched. Like The defensive line hasn't sniffed him yet, except for the run where it was the option and they tackled it. Outside of that, Jack is getting to stand back there, survey the defense, and I'll, I'll liken it to a basketball game when that hoop looks like it's as, as big as uh, – uh, the biggest it can be, and you're just trying to drop the ball in. Jack just has to stand back there and wait for the open receivers. 
That was a five-play, 55-yard drive. Now, for the first time, the Lopers will have the wind at their back, but Forte State utilized the wind, and not so much offensively, but defensively, forcing Carney to punt three times into the wind, all three short punts, and a result is a 17-0 lead. One play into the second quarter. Now the wind blows the ball off the tee, so Logan Heigl will hold it. That is Carson Art kicking off for Fort Hayes State. Going into the wind, high pooch kick. Torres runs under it, and he makes a great catch. He's at the 30. He tries to angle far side, stiff arms Heigl, and runs all the way out across to the 40-yard line. He caught that inside the near hash, ran all the way to the left, and gets pushed out of bounds at the Lopers' sideline. About a 12-yard return. That was a great catch in traffic for UNK, and they're going to have their best field position all afternoon long, starting near midfield at their own 44. Yeah, he about dropped, and it would have been Fort Hayes State football because it was going to take a wicked bounce, and Fort Hayes State was going to get down there on it. That was the absolute best-case scenario for, for Nebraska Kearney. Right before that t- uh, kickoff, I saw Leighton Hickel pointing and talking, and then 85, that's Luke Fletcher for uh, for <laughs> N- Nebraska Kearney. He would have coached Luke a little bit at, uh, at Hayes High. They were talking. Three receivers here to the right for the Lopers. Davis hands it off to Joseph. Excuse me, that is Demarius Hosey, the Texas A&M Commerce transfer, and he gets about two yards before being belted by John Johnson and Parrish Terry. He rents it out across to the 46-yard line. Two-yard gain. It brings up second down and eight for Nebraska Kearney. Tigers have barely been good on first down defensively today. And what a difference that this win makes because this is much better starting field position than your own 7-25 and 25. Hosey in the backfield. They all looked at the sideline. Fletcher is going to line up as a wide receiver along with Severin Foster. Back three of them now over on the far right side. They hand it up the middle to Hosey, and he's taken down for no gain. Parrish Terry's been everywhere. He stood him up, and then he got finished off by Benny Williams. One-yard gain to the 47, and it's going to bring up third down and seven for Nebraska Cardi. Third down for the Lopers. They're 0 for 3 today, and they've all been relatively long, third five or more. This time they need three to seven. It's third and seven. Third, their own 47. They've had third and five, third and ten, third and 16. Ball at their own 47-yard line. The furthest they've advanced the ball so far today. Shotgun for T.J. Davis. Slaps the hands, takes the snap. He wants to throw. Tigers some pressure. Going here near the sideline. Incomplete. He was trying to go to Severin Foster. Sam Brand had good coverage on him. And he never had a chance to get that football. He's lobbying that he was held by Bramp, but looked like pretty good coverage. And the Lopers go three and out again. We'll have to put this one away. Well, he tried to flop is what is what Foster tried to do. He realized that the ball was not going to be near him, so he just made about a half a step, just feigned an attempt to go back to the middle of the field, and he made contact with Sam Brandt. And the official on the spot realized, okay, you caused the contact. We're, we're, not, go- we're not doing this. Lopers will punt with the win for the first time, and it's actually picked up a little bit since kickoff. High end over end. Trevor Watts calls for a fair catch, and he will make it backpedaling, and he is thinking he got interfered with as a Loper ran right by him. They're going to mark the ball at the 14-yard line, so that'll be a 39-yard punt, and we have a timeout on the field. It comes with 13-13 to play in the second quarter. Tigers have the ball, leading 17 to nothing on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Look, we know it's the Tiger Sports Network. 
Our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice cold Michelob Ultra today, but please drink responsibly. 17-0 Tigers. And Travis Dixon in at running back for the first time. He'll be behind Dawson in the pistol formation. Two receivers right side. Dixon up the middle. Breaks a couple of tackles. He's across the 20. Across the 25. He's got a first down as he carries a loper with him all the way. That was Armani Webster. Trey Gwynn came in to help finish him off. But he returns it all the way out to the 28-yard line on a 14-yard run. He's like a bowling ball. Man. And he's just knocking over pins. Running right down the middle. Forte State running with some authority for the first time this year now in three straight games. It was a struggle early with that offensive line. They made the change in the Western game, and you're starting to see them figure it out. First and 10 Tigers. Dixon again right up the middle. 30. Cuts to his left. 35 to the 40. He's got a first down. Carries two lopers out to the 46-yard line. Finally brought down by Trey O'Gwen. Two power runs by Travis Dixon, and the Tigers have it all the way up to the Loper 46. That's a gain of 18. Seal block that time by Josh Shaw, the left guard, and he's sealed in for that cutback. That's exactly where the play was supposed to go, and I found out this week, big shout-out to my, my daughter Alexandra. Because she she says, you know, Josh Shaw's dad played at Nebraska. Yeah, actually, was pretty good. I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, thanks for my my college daughter figuring that out for me. Classmate of Ryan Held, teammate of Ryan Held on their two national championship teams. Ryan Held was a backup to Scott Frost at quarterback in Nebraska on those teams. Here's Dawson to throw and a near great one-handed catch. And now a late flag comes out. The pass was intended to Cormany. This might go against Fort Hayes State. We'll see. Wait on John Adams, but this might be against the Tigers with holding in the secondary. Offensive pass interference. Yeah. That was far enough well, down the field, yeah. I couldn't see it. Rough mic isn't on, didn't work, but it was offensive pass interference. We could see that, so... Most likely in those scenarios, it's because a receiver started blocking mm -hmm. too soon and, and didn't let that pass get out. I'll move the ball back to the 36-yard line. And it'll bring up a first and 25. First and 25. 15-yard penalty. Well, that's the only thing that has stopped Fort Hayes yeah. State today. They were moving the ball near midfield. Now see what they can do on first and 25, leading 17 to nothing, 11.47 to go in the second. They're going into that brisk wind, gusting over 25 today. Dixon, play action. Dawson dropping back. He's being pressured, and I think he was trying to throw that ball to Dixon, but it got tipped at the line of scrimmage. Flutters out of bounds and incomplete. Well, it's one of the few times that Nebraska Kearney read the play well. And it's the Auburn transfer, Joko Willis. And it's the second time that I've seen him today pretty much diagnose a play before it was ever run. So the dude's watching some film. And if you were at a Division One like Auburn, you, you got some skill. Now, yeah. why you're at Nebraska Kearney, I don't know. But he has some ability. Two years at Independence Community College, two years and played in 15 games at Auburn. Second down and 25 for the Tigers after the incomplete pass with their own 31. Dawson to throw across the middle. Cormany has it at the 40. And then there are four lopers to drive him backwards. So it's a nine-yard gain. 
And it'll bring up a third down and about 16 for Fort A. State. Clock rolling, 11.25 in the second. 17 to nothing, Fort A. State. I was in Liberal last night. It's the home of that pancake race that they have. Yes. And, and the, and the pa- stack of pancakes that Porter Danovic is piling up today, along with last week, is going to rival anything done in Liberal. He'll <laughs> be the pancake man at the Lions Club breakfast here later this month. Third down, 16. Tigers at their own 40-yard line. They've scored on each of their first three possessions. Back to pass. Dawson now being flushed. He just throws it away. Near the feet of Travis Dixon. The Lopers got pressure. Good coverage downfield. Nobody was open. And Smart play by Dixon, or by uh, Dawson. Just threw it near Dixon for the incomplete. And the Tigers, for the first time today, will have to punt the football. Well, it's supposed to be a screen play is what they're trying to set up. And the, the, pass, or the uh, offensive pass interference derailed this possession. But Fort A. State has time with that offensive line to let something develop down the field. And they were very timid, the Tigers were, in letting Jack throw down the field into this wind. Cameron Sizenkamp will punt for the first time. He sets up at his own 25-yard line. The Lopers have Zane Schwang, a sophomore out of Waverly, Nebraska, deep. It's a low-line drive kick, bounces at the 40, rolls inside the 35, now inside the 30, and down at the 29-yard line. So it's going to be a 32-yard punt. Zeisenkam kept it low into the teeth of that wind. The Lopers will start at their own 31, 29-yard line, first to 10. Nice see Jack be able to carve up the defense a little bit. They're playing soft. They're giving him space to be able to throw underneath. And Fort A. State decided to go with the screens instead of letting Jack throw that ball around a little bit. They're... Fort State seems very concerned about this win for, for Jack to throw today. First down and 10 Lopers, their own 29-yard line. Fort A. State up 17 to nothing, 10-43 to go in the second. Two receivers left, or two receivers right, tied in left. Play action, Davis keeps it, designed quarterback run, fumbles the ball, and it's picked off the deflection of the fumble by the tight end, Anthony Sabatka. Four day stay with a punishing hit. That was Mason Perez who charted free, but the tight end was right there to catch the ball off the deflection at the 34. It's a gain of five. That gain of five is the best first down play of the day for, for Nebraska Kearney. It is their second longest play of this first half. That was a design quarterback run, and boy, TJ Davis was punished for it. Second down and five from their own 34 for near the 10 minute mark. Now, Two lopers were moving, and we're going to have a flag and some movement by the offensive lineman, Sam Snyder, out of Rock Canyon High in Colorado. Well, the ref mic for John Adams not working now, but we could see that from up here, so they'll move him back five. Again, this is the, lope, the lead, one of the least, tied for the least penalized team in the MIAA coming into today's game. They've had a couple of key ones here early on. So they'll move him back to the 29. It'll be second down and 10. Well, they're not even penalties that are questionable. They're not, they're not the is this or is this not judgment calls. They're absolute penalties. Zorian Stanton and A.J. McPhee, a Floridian, a wide receiver set here to the near side. Play action, and Davis to throw, going deep downfield. The pass is going to be caught. It's going to be a first down and more inside the 15, inside the 10, and down to the 8-yard line, A.J. McPhee. He got by the Tigers' safety, 
Mason Perez, and the Lopers get a big strike pass play to the eight-yard line, 58 yards, first and goal for Nebraska Kearney, and they're quickly back up to the line of scrimmage, and I think Forte State may call a timeout. Well, they're, they're pointing back Nebraska Kearney's way. The Lopers call the timeout. They didn't signal like a timeout again. The ref mic is not working for our lead referee, John Adams. They pointed Carney's way. I'm not sure who called the timeout. We'll figure that out. Either way, a timeout. Fort A. State had given up 10 pass plays of 20 or more yards all year. Five of them were last week at Missouri Southern, and they give up a big 58-yarder today on that play. And now the Lopers, first and goal at the eight, right back in this, or chance to get right back in this football game. Mason Perez stumbled. And with the win, it allowed T.J. Davis to really use that that uh, that uh, that pass to go over the top. Mason Perez was step for step for about the first ten yards of that route, and then he just he just stumbled, just got his feet tripped up, and fell behind on the route. Otherwise, he knocks it away, and it's incomplete pass. It's bad luck. It is all it was. It was just bad luck for Mason Perez and the Fort Hay State defense. Emporia stayed up fourteen to nothing late first quarter. At home in the Turnpike Tussle against Washburn. Your MIAA scoreboard brought to you by Mapeson Miller CPAs with offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. All the other games at 2 o'clock today. This is about as close as you get to rivalry week yeah, in the MIAA. It really is. Northwest Western, Pittsburgh State, Missouri Southern, Fort Hay State, Nebraska, Kearney. Remember, for a while, the MIAA put these games in week 11. It's, uh, it's either rivalry week or it's the gas prices are high. Let's cut down <laughs> on travel week. Either way, they work. Two receivers left. The timeout was charged to Nebraska Cardi. Jabal Joseph, the running back, lines up left of T.J. Davis in the shotgun. In motion comes Stanton. Quarterback keep, and Parrish Terry gets on the back of the quarterback, Davis, and rides him down to the six-yard line. It's a two-yard gain on the quarterback design run. and brings up second and goal for the Lopers as they get it inside the red zone for the first time today after that 58-yard pass to A.J. McPhee. I'm interested if Jay-Z saw what I saw, and it looked like almost like a busted play because T.J. Davis just stood there, and it took him a moment to diagnose what was happening in front of him. Yeah, that's what it looked like, guys. Uh, He hasn't really took off. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it kind of looked like it was supposed to be a read option. He just kept it, I guess. Second and goal, Lopers down to the Tigers, six, trailing 17 to nothing. Forte State coming after the quarterback. He runs option to the left, pitches it to Joseph. He's going nowhere. He gets stood up two yards back in the end zone. Back in the, the line of scrimmage, I should say. Mikel Williams, the Tigers' senior linebacker, read that option all the way. They're going to mark him down at the nine. They lose three on the option, and now it's third down and goal. Mason Perez came on a safety blitz. It was the right call against the right play because he got in between and actually tipped that football on the pitch just a moment. It popped it up in the air, allowed Mikel Williams to get over there, but it slowed everything down enough that Williams didn't have to think. He just had to react. Lopers are 0 for 4 on third down today, and they have a third and goal from the Tiger 9. They're at the left hash. Davis looking to the sideline from the shotgun. Joseph to his left. Torres, the wide receiver, in motion. Davis to throw. He's got a man open, and the ball is dropped by the running back, Joseph, at the six. He was not going to score because the Tigers were beating in on him, but that pass was dropped, and it's incomplete, and the Lopers will have to try a field goal. That was perfect by the defensive line because they trapped T.J. Davis in just a, in just a little area, and, and they kept shrinking that, that pocket down on him. And he had to throw, and he got hit right as he threw the football. That was well done by the defensive line. 
It'll be a 26-yard field goal attempt by Nebraska Kearney. And the kick is up, and the kick is good from Kyle Failing out of Port Orchard, Washington, of the Seattle area. So the Lopers get a field goal out of all of that. 7.39 to go in the first half. Fort A. State leads it 17-3, and we have a timeout. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. They make them better every This is the Tiger Sports Network. Second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra, but do so responsibly. Good job by the Tiger defense after they gave up the big pass play. Lopers got it inside the 10, but they had to settle for a field goal. Six plays, 62 yards, 58 of them on that pass completion. 17-3 Tigers, 7.39 to go here in quarter number two. High end over end kick returnable. It'll be taken by Sean DeLotter. He's got room to the 20, 25. He's in the 30. Bounces out to his right and taken down at the 31-yard line. Mentioned 53 yards on the one play for Nebraska Kearney. They have 94 total yards. Wow. 53 on that one play. So their other 16 plays have netted 41 yards. Tigers will start at their own 31. Good return there by DeLottery. Looked like he had a crease and it may have been more, but give the Lopers credit. Some guy wearing number 55 who's not on either roster we have made that tackle. The unknown Loper on the stop. First and 10 Tigers. Handoff Shane Watch, and he is hit and driven backwards for very little gain on that play. In fact, he's going to lose a yard back to the 30-yard line. Carney read that one well. Trey O'Gwen, we've called his name a lot. He's been a good one today defensively. Makes that tackle for loss loss of a yard, second and 11. Well, Nebraska Carney, I think, has figured out the Fort A. State does not want to throw into the wind. And so they're bringing linebackers right down the hill. And, try, and getting into the backfield. Horace and Trevor Watts, wide receivers right. Bryson Smith here to the left. Watts in the backfield. Dawson to throw across the middle. Bryson Smith has it, but then hit immediately. And the ball popped out. Nebraska Carney's going to get it. Armani Webster, the tackle, knocked the ball free from Smith. And all of a sudden, the Lopers get it right back at the 31-yard line. The Tigers turn it over. Nebraska Carney. field is a fumble. By the offense, recovered by the defense. First down, Nebraska Kearney. Only the sixth takeaway all year for Nebraska Kearney. Only their second fumble recovery of the year. There's no doubt there was a yep. fumble. But I think what Chris may be arguing here, Coach Chris Brown is saying, forward progress was stopped. He was driven backwards, and he stopped trying to move forward. I don't know if this is a challengeable, if you can challenge the fact that forward progress was stopped or not. No red flag, and play will continue. Well, 17-3, but Carney given a great opportunity to get right back in this game with 6.52 to go until halftime. They take over the 33 of Fort A. State. They hand it up the middle. That is Schwang, the sophomore out of Waverly, Nebraska, just winds his way forward inside the 30 and down to the 27-yard line. Greeted there by a host of Tigers led by Sam Brandt. About a five-yard gain, one of the better first down plays, second down and five. Well, Nebraska Kearney is playing like they're the team with the 17-3 yeah. lead. No hurry. They get to the line of scrimmage. Anthony Sabatka is a tight end over here to the near side. Swang in there at running back. They're without Tamikas Napier. A Murfreesboro, Tennessee product. They did not make the trip today at running back. Schwang up the middle. Gets hit. 
bounces off the tackle from Travion Mitchell, stumbles inside the 25, down to the 24-yard line. He picks up three, and now the Lopers will be looking at third down at about two yards to go. Again, they are 0 for 5 on third down today. They have it at the 24 of Fort A State, leading, trailing 17 to 3, with 5.50 and counting here in the second quarter, but a big pass play setting up a field goal, and now a fumble recovery has them in business to try to get it right back in this game. Two receivers left, one right, that's Stanton. Shotgun snap to Davis, the quarterback keeps it. He's gonna angle to his left, near the pylon, he got it. Just able to get out of the grasp of Mikel Williams and stretch that ball forward to the 21, and it's a first down for the Lopers, and they convert on third down for the first time today. They need a two, they get three. That was their It was their shortest attempt of the day. Forty State will wholesale change the defensive line except Miles Menges stays out there. That was give the ball to your best guy, your fastest guy, and let him go to work, and that was a designed run by the quarterback, and once he got around the edge, you weren't going to keep him short of that first down marker. So 5-12 to go, 17-3 Tigers, but the Lopers have it down to the 21-yard line after the fumble recovery. Schwang lines up left of the quarterback, Davis. He'll get the hand. Nope, Davis is going to keep it on the option to the left. Keeps it inside the 15, inside the 10, and another first down. Mason Perez up there to make that stop at the 10-yard line. That's an 11-yard run by the quarterback, T.J. Davis, and the Lopers have an end goal for the second straight possession down to the Tiger 10. We'll see Fort Hay State do this too many times of get out to a lead. And then I don't know if it's a loss of focus. Maybe they get a little sloppy. And all of a sudden, the other team is knocking on the door to make it a one-possession game. Two receivers left, one to the right. That's Zorian Stanton. Shotgun for Davis. And he'll send a receiver. Reggie Anderson in motion. Hands it up the middle of Schwang. And he'll get about three yards just right up the gut to about the seven-yard line. It may mark him down at the eight. Fort A. State had some good gang tackling, but Parrish Terry led the way. He's been in seeming like about every other play today. Two-yard gain to the eight, second and goal. UNK trailing the Tigers 17-3, now 4.15 to go until halftime. Now that Nebraska Kearney's quarterback, T.J. Davis, has a couple of runs under his belt and that long pass over the top, nobody's getting too far into the backfield, and those easy little runs that were stopped for no gain or a loss are two- and three-yard gains now. Second and goal, Lopers at the eight-yard line. Snap to Davis. He's going to keep it to the left. He's at the five and then gets stood up and hit hard there. Short gain of about three. Benny Williams. Nope, that was um, John Johnson in on that tackle coming off the pile. John Johnson right at the five-yard line. So it's third and goal from the five. Lopers... Got it down to the six on their last possession. Had to settle for a field goal. Now they have it third and goal from the five. 323 and counting here in the second quarter. 17 to three Tigers. From Nebraska corner, this is four down territory. Severin Foster, Zorian Stanton wide to the right. And now we get a timeout called by who? Nebraska Carney. Timeout, Nebraska Carney. Their second of the half. So they have one timeout remaining. Stops the clock, 3.12 to go. Last score we had, 14-0. It's now 28-7 in favor of Emporia State over Washburn. We will be in Topeka next week. Tigers and the Ichabods. Everybody else just getting started today around the MIAA. Northwest and Western 
Lincoln at Central Oklahoma, Pitt State at Southern, Central Missouri at Northeastern State. I don't know who needs to hear it, but I enjoy these one o'clock kickoffs. I'm with it, you. When we're on the when we're on the road, it's an it's a long drive in the early morning, but we're also getting home before midnight, which is rare in this league for anybody involved with Fort Hay State or Nebraska Carnival. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort Hay State football. Beers, wines, and spirits. Pick up a winner at Kaiser Liquor with two convenient locations in Hayes. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. 3.12 to go until halftime. Lopers will have it third and goal from the five-yard line. Just got a field goal and then forced a fumble. Took over near the 30, and they marched it down to the five, third and goal. Two receivers here near. That's Foster and Stanton shotgun for T.J. Davis. Schwang lines up to his right. Fletcher, the tight end left. It's going to be an option near side. Now the quarterback throws to the end zone. It's going to be caught. That is a Nebraska Kearney touchdown. Reggie Anderson able to get in front of Benny Williams and haul it in. And Fort A. State, which controlled most of this first half, now in a ball game at 17-9. Well, it is just a flip of quarters. And you went from Fort A. State just dominating to Nebraska Kearney doing the same. And it's almost like... The team with the wind has all the confidence in the world to do whatever they want. And the team going into the wind, which on the field, I mean, Jay-Z's still standing. So it's not that strong. It seems that they just kind of disappear into the wind. He's a big boy, though. It's going to take a lot. Here's the extra point attempt, and it is perfect from the leg of failing. So 10 straight by Nebraska Kearney. After the Tigers built that 17 to nothing lead, and now we got a ball game. 17 to 10 with 3.06 to go here in the first half. Nebraska Kearney right back in this ball game. Perfect opportunity for Fort Hay State to get back to back possessions. They will open up the second half with the football. But if you're Fort Hay State, you uh you gotta go into this wind and you gotta dial up some plays to go into the wind. Everything that Fort Hay State did on their prior two drives, they got two big runs by Dixon and then got behind the sticks on that offensive pass interference. So it was first to 25, and Fort A. State went screen passes. They went with just runs to the sidelines. And I take you back a week ago to Joplin. Fort A. State tried to go sideline to sideline on a bunch of their plays and then figured out again right up the middle is where the strength was. Well, Fort A. State with Dixon went right up the middle and reeled off some big runs and then tried to go sideline to sideline for three straight plays. and didn't go anywhere. Yeah, 20 and 18 on consecutive runs by Dixon. Tiger football brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank and Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. In the fear of standing like Rex Hudler and calling a home run every time that somebody comes up to bat, Fort A. State is close to breaking off a touchdown run on a kickoff return. They nearly had one last week. When we were in Joplin, if it wasn't for a shoestring tackle, it would have been it would have been a six. And it looked like there was a chance on the previous kickoff that Fort Haystate could have gotten one. I don't know if we'll be here. This kick may go into the end zone. But it certainly feels like Fort Haystate is getting close. Jaquan Tillis and Sean DeLotter back deep to receive this kick. 17-10 our score now. It's got a quiet in the crowd. Kick goes over the head of DeLotter, in and then out of the back of the end zone. And Fort Haystate will start at their own 25-yard line, now in a ball game. They were up 17 to nothing, but the Lopers with 10 straight, now make it a 17 to 10 game. 
Big possession here. Let's go back downstairs to Jonathan on the sideline. Yeah, Gerard, you talked about it. It feels like everybody sucked the oxygen out of this place. In the first quarter, this sideline was rocking. Defense was up yelling. They were giving Luke Fletcher a bad time uh, on the kickoff. And now you can almost hear a pin drop. First and 10 Tigers from their own 25-yard line. Shane Watts, the running back, lines up to the right of Dawson at the shotgun. Two receivers left, two to the right. Four down lineman for the Lopers. Dawson to throw. Now he's going to run. He's got a little bit of a crease. Flag comes in late as Dawson carries it up for six yards of the 36. But it's going to be a hold and be coming back. And Fortnite State, last two drives, have had some key penalties. That offensive pass interference derailed the last. This is going to be a hold. Holding. Offense. Number four. Ten-yard penalty, first down. I think he said 75. That is Kofi Carey Carey. That'll be his first hold of the year. Move it back to the 15-yard line, first and 15. Forty State's gotten sloppy in this second quarter. We used the word crisp against Lincoln a couple weeks ago. Forty State was crisp in the first half, first quarter of this half. Not so much today. Two receivers near to the far. They're both inside the numbers on each side. Draw, no play action. Dawson's going to throw. Now he's being flushed. He's in trouble. Throws near side, and it's incomplete. He throws it out of bounds. Cormany in the area, but this may be a roughing the passer. He got hit late, and this may be 15 more for four-day stain. We'll see. It'll be an automatic first down. Wow. On a play, they got pressured. He was trying to throw it away. Personal foul, roughing the passer. Defense, number 48. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic, first down. That's Jack Johnson. So I'll move it to the 30-yard line. Big break for the Tigers because that play was going nowhere. Real quick downstairs to Jay-Z. Yeah, just quickly, Dawson Reynolds was the one who actually got called for the hold on okay. that last play. He got beat again by the same guy, 48, Jack Johnson, who ended up then taking an extra step and hitting Dawson pretty hard. So that's the first hold for Reynolds this year. So now the Tigers have it out to the 30 after back-to-back penalties. One on them, now on the Lopers. Dawson to throw on a play action. Dumps it out here in a flat to Shane Watts. He's across the 35, up to the 37. Nobody open downfield, so he took the dump pass in the flat. Parker wives the tackle, but a seven-yard gain. Second and three, 226 and counting here in the third. Second, Tigers up 17-10. Well, two things. Fort Hay State is finally sending receivers down the field, but number two, Nebraska Kearney for the first time today is getting pressure on the quarterback. Second down and three. Fort Hay State for their own 37, leading 17-10 here late in the second quarter. Three receivers line up right side. Dawson to throw. He finds Watts wide open at the 40, and the running back takes it out to midfield and a first down. He'll pick up 13 yards. Parker Wise the tackle. They're going to mark him at the 49-yard line, so it's a 12-yard gain and a Fort A. State first down. Fort A. State saw something that I saw in the first quarter, and it's that Nebraska Kearney will completely empty out a side of the field if you move everybody one way, and so you leak out your running back onto that backside. Wide open pass. Clock rolling, a minute 45 to play until halftime. 17-10 Tigers. Dawson to throw. Now he's going to run it up the middle. He's in Loper territory, then slides at the 45-yard line for a gain of six yards. Tigers, what's amazing, that roughing the passer penalty. Now they're a little bit more life. They're going to say he started the slide at the 46. So he picks up five, second and five. Clock rolling, a minute 24 to go. Tigers have two timeouts. They're up 17 to 10. Dawson to throw across the middle. Ball batted down. He was trying to go to the tight end, Cormany. It got batted down to the line of scrimmage by a loper. An incomplete pass. Third down. Well, it allows Nebraska Carney now to sub out 
their defensive line who was really getting some pressure. And Corman, he makes that catch. Yeah. That was going to be right in the breadbasket, and it would have stopped the clock for a first down. Yeah, he'd have been just inside the 40. The Tigers need to get it to the 41. They're up by 10, or up by 7. 10 straight by the Lopers after four-day state out of 17-0 lead. Minute 18 to go in the half. Third down and five. They're going into that wind, which has died down a little bit. Dawson to throw. Dumps it out to Watson. The flat. He's at the 45. He's got a first down as he's driven out of bounds right at the 41-yard line. They're going to say he stepped out a yard short. Trevor Watts. He held out the football. And, and got the first down, and they're marking him a full yard wow, short. You hear, the, you hear the crowd's reaction. They mark him at the 42. Seth Holt made that tackle. He stretched it past the line to gain when he was in play. Timeout, Fort A State. They're second of the half. Now, you can challenge the spot of the football. That's what Chris Brown is talking with the officials here on the near sideline. Watts clearly was in bounds, stretched it past the line to gain, then got hit out of bounds. I guess the only ruling is that he was out of bounds when he stretched it, but it appeared he had a lot of still well in in play. But now a decision time. It's fourth and one with a minute 11 to go. The Tigers have one timeout left. No challenge flag from Chris Brown as of yet that we've seen. Nine out of ten times, I would say, Fort Hay State go for this. But you're, you're playing with the wind. And you don't get this one yard, and Nebraska Kearney gets great starting field position, the wind at their back, and a timeout. It, this is this is not as easy decision as it would seem, but I think Fort A. State, I don't know, right now looks like they're looking, lining up to punt this thing. Chris Brown talking. He still has yeah, the chance if yeah, he wants he, he still to, could. to drop the challenge flag. Has not as of yet. He was talking about two of the officials yeah, for a long time. Then he got into the huddle. It's a first down. Yeah, you could be see it on the replay in the booth here. He is clearly inbounds and stretching past the line to gain. And they mark him a good yard short, and they are going to bring in the punt team. This is probably the smart play, but, boy, disappointing. And, and seeing what we saw, you probably could have challenged it and won it, but Chris Brown opts not to. So it's fourth and one. They mark him a yard short in Cameron's zone. They're going to run a fake, and the Tigers are going to get a first down. They snapped it short to Cormany, and he takes it inside the 40, down to the 39. They run the fake, and the Tigers keep the drive alive. So Cormany is walking up to the line of scrimmage, pointing out protection. Progress was stopped. Yeah. Fourth fumble. First down, well, four Okay, so apparently that time they said progress was stopped before the fumble. Right at the 40-yard line, the Tigers get a first down. Yeah, C- uh, Cormany walks up to the line of scrimmage like he's pointing out protection. And then he just drops down, takes the snap, goes forward. And yeah, progress was stopped. The, the whistle had blown. First and 10, Tigers, 56 seconds and counting here before halftime. Dawson, play fake, under pressure, in trouble. Now tries to scramble, and he's sacked back of the 46. He could not get rid of the football. Nobody was open. Big sack, clock rolling, 43 and counting here in the second. Tigers' lead is down to seven. They're going to mark him the 46-yard line, a loss of six. Well, we bragged up the offensive line early, and they need to step up because this last about eight minutes has not been good for them. Second down and 16. Dawson to throw, looking, and it's batted down by the defensive end, Quillen Fenton. He was trying to go over here in the near flat. Ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. To Shane Watts. Third down. It's a four-day state, a sack, and then a pass batted down, and now they face third and 16. You walk into this, this stadium, 
and you tried to figure out who has the lead, I don't think <laughs> you if you didn't have a scoreboard, you wouldn't believe it's Fort Hay State. Third and 16 now from the Loper 46, leading 17 to 10. 25 seconds left until halftime. Dawson throws, looking deep. Bryson Smith cannot make the catch over Jabay Talong. Pretty good coverage there by the UNK cornerback. Bryson Smith tried to out-jump him. He had it go through his hands and incomplete, and now it's fourth down. This is good coverage across the board for, for Nebraska Kearney, but there was no look-off by Dawson. He was going to Bryson Smith from the snap, so they were able to roll their safety over the top, and he never had to even look back the other way just in case with Jack looking the other way. Well, now Cameron Zeisenkam will go back to punt, and look at Fort A. State, the protectors. They bring in some big heavies for that role. David Schuberg and Jaden Wallace, an offensive and defensive lineman. Zizen Cam into the wind, high and end over end. Not a real good punt. It'll be fair caught at the 26-yard line. So just a 20-yard punt into the wind. 13 seconds left until halftime. Nebraska Kearney will have it. They were dead in the water down 17 to nothing. It's now 17 to 10. Well, you got the wind at your back, and T.J. J- Davis has gone over the top of this defense once already. They have a timeout in their pocket. So it, they could do this if they want to. But the way they're lining up, they're going to take a knee and in the half. Well, I think the way this game started, they're pretty happy, only down 17 to 10. So they will indeed put Davis under center. He will down it. The teams will head to the locker room, and halftime has arrived. It was a great start for the black and gold. They raced out to a 17 to nothing lead, but Fortay State kind of stumbled their way through that second quarter. A fumble. Led to a Loper touchdown, and it's 17-10 here at halftime. We will take a break. We will be back with our Bank of A's halftime show next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. You're listening to the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Quality, craftsmanship, and client satisfaction since 1983. PwC, building your visions then, now, and for years to come. 17-10 to 10 at halftime, four-day state on top of Nebraska Kearney. Before we run down some scores around the MIAA, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to four-day state football. Raise your glass cans or bottles from Kaiser Liquor and salute all of the hardworking Fort Hayes State Athletics. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. Fort Hayes State had a 17 to nothing lead at one point. They are now up 17 to 10 here at halftime. Let's get you up to date on a few other scores there at halftime in St. Joseph. It was three to three after one, but a 21 point second quarter and Northwest Missouri State, who is three and three this year, lead the five and one Missouri Western State Griffins, 24 to 10 at halftime. 28 to 10, Emporia State ranked 25th this week on top of Washburn in the 119th Turnpike Tussle. It was a 21 to nothing lead at one point for the Hornets in that one, and they are through one quarter down in Joplin, number three Pittsburgh State on top of Missouri Southern, 14 to nothing. They are late first quarter in Edmond, seven to nothing. Central Oklahoma on top of the Lincoln Blue Tigers, and a two o'clock start today for Central Missouri and Northeastern State, and it is all mules. They want their offense is scary. 17th ranked mules, a 28 to nothing, still in the first quarter over Northeastern State. 
couple of big games in Division Two. One of them involving this region, Super Region 4, number one, Ferris State, on the road to number seven, Grand Valley State. And Grand Valley has a 14 to nothing lead right now. That game is in the first quarter. So Grand Valley State, who lost to Ferris State in the playoffs a year ago, and of course Ferris went on to win a national championship. They lead it 14 to nothing. That game could have some seeding and home field implications when it comes to the postseason in this tough Super Region number three. Trying to track down a few other scores today. Uh, Indianapolis, UND, and Truman, top 25 teams playing today up in Kirksville. And later tonight, it's Wachita Baptist at Harding. Wachita, number five, Harding, number nine. So you talk about the super region the Tigers are in. Ferris is number one in the country. Wachita Baptist is number five. Grand Valley State is number seven. Harding, number nine. And Pittsburgh State, by the way, number three. Six teams in the region ranked in the top ten and only one of them is going to make it to the national quarterfinals. Maybe a flaw in the postseason system. No, but, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, no one, and that's the problem. When it comes to legislation, if you're everybody else in the nation, you vote against any changes because that benefits you. You, Hey, let those teams ballot out of the first three weeks of the playoffs. It affects one region out yep. of the, in the entire Division Two, so they'll, they'll never get enough votes to actually change anything. Yeah, it's too bad, and we saw that a year ago. But... That's the way it goes. We'll see what the Tigers can do here. They'll have the ball to start this third quarter. They are leading 17 to 10, but as you said, doesn't it feels like they're trailing the way the half ended after that 17 nothing start? Yeah, and and I imagine the locker room talk was much like the team leading was talking like the team that was losing, and vice versa. Then in the Carney locker room, uh, Fort A State has to stop riding the emotion of the game so much. I, you know, I know these players by college standards are young, but they've all played enough football. It seems like when this team is high, the whole team is high and and, and running and winning, and when it's low, it is really low for everybody. Well, the Tigers will have the ball, and they'll be going into that wind. However, it has subsided quite a bit from the start of the ball game. Still a bit of a breeze, but not nearly as strong as it was at the start today. Overcast sky, temperatures in the mid-50s, and we are underway. Bryson Smith will let it go over his head and out of the end zone, and Fort A. Stable started their own 25. He thought about a possible return. It been a tough over-the-shoulder catch, and Probably made a smart decision there. And, of course, he was the guy who fumbled it after catching a pass, which led to that Loper touchdown. Yeah, if you're at, if you're at the goal line and you're jumping to catch the football, probably one to let go. All right, here we go. First and ten, four-day state for their own 25-yard line. Jack Dawson will be back at quarterback. Shane Watts, the running back, he'll line up to his left. And now they're going to shift the ball over here to the left hash mark. Bryson Smith, wide receiver left. Shane Watts, Jaden Horace, who has a touchdown catch. And Kale Cormany, the tight end who has a touchdown catch. They're all wide right. Four down linemen for the Lopers. First play of quarter number three. And Dawson with throw. He's got Bryson Smith. And he gets out across the 30 and up to about the 32. Maybe the 33. Armani Webster, who forced that fumble earlier, makes the tackle. But a seven-yard gain on first down, second and three. A good job by Fort A. State with a high percentage throw out of the gate and get your one of your two top receivers going. Especially after the fumble on his last catch. He and Trevor Watts are lined up to the left. Horace by himself to the right. Watts gets the handoff. That's Shane up the middle. The hole bogs down. He gets maybe a yard to the 33. He's going to be two yards shy of the first down and bring up a third and two. Jack Johnson 
in on that tackle for the Lopers. So you have Jack Johnson for UNK, a defensive end. John Johnson, the outstanding Dodge City linebacker for Fort Hay State. They both have been busy today. Third down and two. Fort Hay State just one for five on third down in that first half. They need two yards here. Lopers jump, but they don't get into the neutral zone. Now they'll look to the sideline for the play. Corbiny lined up in the slot on the right side. Watts is lined up left to the quarterback. They give it to Shane Watts. He is going to get the first down and more at the 40. Cuts up the middle of 45, and he's ankle tackled near midfield. Boy, they were close to breaking that one. Treo Gwynn the stop. It looked like it may lose a yard, but Watts broke out of a tackle. Takes it up 15 yards to the 48-yard line in the third down conversion. And that was almost a tackle for loss as well. That was a one-on-one play that Watts needed to win in order to be able to get the first down. Well, he's been running well. The converted defensive back, and he ran for 94 yards a week ago, and he's had another big day today. First and 10 Tigers from their own 48. Watts, or make that uh, Dawson throws. Cormany catches it, then lunges inside the 45 as Jameer Jones wrapped him up at the waist. It'll be a first down to the Loper 45-yard line, or make that a seven-yard gain to the Loper 45, second and three. Florida State's been very good on first down today. It was on their two drives that they really struggled. They got penalties on first downs and backed themselves up. Back inside Loper territory, first possession, third quarter, 17-10 Tigers. Dawson to throw. He's going deep into the win and a miscommunication, and it's going to be an interception. The ball is intercepted. Looked like Smith cut in, and Dawson thought he was going to cut out, and there was nobody home, and the pass is intercepted. And Nebraska Kearney has their second takeaway, and now they're going to have the ball in great or in about the 25-yard line and a chance to possibly tie the game. So Dawson... Really on the field is an interception by the defense. First down, Nebraska Kearney. Thank you, John Adams. Don't think there was really any question about that, but it's a first and 10 for Kearney. So obviously miscommunication between Jaden or uh, Bryson Smith and the quarterback Jack Dawson. Smith cut in, Dawson threw out, and it was an easy interception for UNK. The number of guys that had their hang head, their hang, their head hanging coming off of the uh, the field, they need to get this figured out on offense. There's something not right. First and ten, Carney. It's going to be a keeper by T.J. Davis, and he breaks out of an ankle tackle, but he doesn't get a whole lot. Sam Brandt grabbed him for a minute. He broke out of it, lunges forward for three to the 28-yard line. And that's going to be it, second down and seven. But well, Carney playing with some confidence right now. They've had two takeaways. Their last one, a fumble recovery, led to a touchdown. And now they're down by seven with the fall with 12.20 to go in the third. This is a game Fort A. State led 17 to nothing on the first play of the second quarter. At a time that Nebraska Carney had just 24 yards. There's a shotgun snap, and Fort A. State's going to get a sack. Parrish Terry has been, and nope, that is Miles Menges. Miles Menges, the Central Plains product, able to get to T.J. Davis and sack him. The first sack of the day for Fort A. State. That is the first complete full sack. Now one and a half for Menges on the year, back of the 19-yard line. He beat the left tackle, Hunter Push, like a drum. He had no opportunity. He got a great read off the snap, and then did a good job, too, to make the sack, but not land on top of the quarterback. So it's third down and 16 now for the Lopers at their own 19-yard line. They were two for seven on third down of the first half. Empty backfield for Davis, takes the shotgun snap. Tigers with some pressure. He throws it deep downfield. It's incomplete. He had a man open. 
His tight end, Trayvon Moore, a Mississippi golf coach, college transfer, had some inside leverage, but the pass goes wide and out of bounds and incomplete. And the Tigers, thanks to that sack from Miles Menges, forcing the Lopers into a three and out. And that was made possible also by Miles Menges because he did a good job of not getting up the field. He waited out T.J. Davis. You know how excited you are to go get back-to-back sacks? But as Davis started rolling uh, Miles Menges' way, he just kept pushing him towards the sideline, and Parrish Terry almost got there on the backside in order to be able to get the sack. Tigers come after the punt. They're not able to get it. It's a good kick, and it'll be fair caught by Trevor Watts at the 44-yard line. 37 yards with the wind at their back, and the Fort A. State defense... After the Tigers throw an interception, force a three and out, and the Tigers will have it back of their own 44. 11-14 to go in the third, 17-10. Four-day state on top. This is the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. These are challenging times. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Third quarter brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of Kansas Farmers. Enjoy an ice-cold Bush Light today, but please... Drink responsibly. Tigers dodge the bullet after the interception. They get a three and out the fifth of the day for UNK and now take over first and ten of their own 44. Still leading 17 to 10. Hand off to Shane Watts up the middle. Winds his way to midfield. Breaks out of a tackle. Still on his feet at the 45. All the way down to the Loper 40-yard line. How about that? 16 yards for Watts. He just would not go down. Choco Willis, the Auburn transfer, finally makes the tackle. They're going to mark him at the 41-yard line, 15 yards, first and 10 Tigers. And Fort A. State does not have Bryson Smith on the field for this drive. Instead, it's Ryan Allen. First down and 10 Tigers. Play action. Dawson hits Corman in the flat, and he's taken down immediately for a one-yard gain. Good open field tackle by Jameer Jones. Went low on the tight end after making the catch to the left flat. Gain of one, second and nine at the Loper 40. I know what that play looks like. It looks like it was an unsuccessful play. Fort A. State will come back to that soon and will end up going down the field because that safety is going to come flying up on Cormany in the next time. Ryan Allen is a wide receiver over here to the left side. His dad, Mike, a Tiger Sports Hall of Famer from his time in the black and gold. Here's a handoff to Watts. Gaping hole up the middle. Inside the 30, then takes a blow at the 26. Seven-yard line from Trey O'Gwen, but that's another hard first down run all the way to the 28, a gain of 12, and Shane Watts now starting to get some big chunk plays for Fort A. State. He's getting close to 100 yards after nearly getting there a week ago. That's because Shaw Kerr and Reynolds are opening up the middle of this field and letting him run, and the way Nebraska Kearney is able to, it lines up their defense, there's very few guys in the middle of the defense, and so once you get those three, guard, ta- guard center guard opening up the middle, there's a lot of room to run. Tigers running it up the middle right now. They're having success. They're going to try it again. Now Watts bounces out to the right. He's got room 20, 15 to the 10. Angles of the 5. Dives at the pylon. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. 28-yard touchdown run from Shane Watts. It puts him over the 100-yard mark for the first time in his Tiger career. And it's 23-10, Ford Hayes State. And he hurts two guys going to the end zone, too. There are two Nebraska Kearney Lopers that are both holding something getting up for this extra point. Shane Watts is a revelation this year after playing defense last year. Last year, And uh, Porter Danovic is the right tackle that just absolutely stonewalled the defensive end that was supposed to have that contain. Danovic just went over and just smoked him. 
Extra point from Carson Arndt is perfect. He remains perfect on the year. And the Tigers get a big touchdown to go up by two scores, 24-10 on the 28-yard touchdown run from Shane Watts. He just bounced out to the right, and it was a foot race, and he wins it. You're exactly right. Guy played defense, a lot of special teams, switches over to running back, and well, the last three or four games, you can just see the confidence and just feeling comfortable running the ball, although he did it in high school. has really shown, and now he's had his first 100-yard game. Four plays, 56 yards in a minute and 50, and Fort A. State has a two-touchdown lead at 24-10. to 10. Okay, this is what I talked about as we opened up the half. Is Fort A. State's riding the roller coaster, right? And John talked about this at halftime, about how the first 16 minutes, everybody was having a good time, everybody was up, everybody's doing good, and then all of a sudden the, the stadium gets the noise sucked out of it. John, everybody is excited again, but you can't just ride the roller coaster all game. Yeah, absolutely. Shane Watts gets mugged over here by his team because they love him. But, yeah, you're right. Now you got to find a way as the ball falls off the tee. The wind hasn't nearly been as strong yep. here uh, after halftime. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, now how you have to find a way to kind of keep it level. Shane Watts runs like that. We all love it. Not just his offensive lineman. Now watch now. 122 yards, first 100-yard rusher of the year. Short end-over-end kick, and it'll be Luke Fletcher right in front of that Tiger bench making the catch, and he and Miles Menges having a nice, fun conversation as they head off the field. Of course, Luke played at Hayes High. You mentioned it. Played for Coach Hickel, former Hayes High assistant, but knows a lot of these four-day state guys. And it's been some fun, friendly jawing. At least it seems like it's fun and friendly here today. Well, it's fun and friendly when you're wearing the black and gold yeah. and you're leading 24-10. to 10. Lopers will have it at the 29-yard line. That's where Fletcher called for the fair catch. Well, the defense, after the offense, had their second giveaway. Down a three and out. See if they can get another one. Lopers have been forced into three and outs five times today. They'll start at their own 29-yard line. 24-10 Tigers. 9.23 to go in the third. Shotgun for Davis. He's going to roll. He wants to come back to the other side. And he's sacked again by Menges. Second sack of the third quarter for Miles Menges. All the way back at the 12-yard line. Miles Menges becoming a menace on defense. Well, Nebraska Kearney is trying to take advantage of the wind. So they're trying to dial up some long pass plays. And those long pass plays are taking too long to develop for what their offensive line is able to get done. And so Miles Menges and company able to get deep into the backfield and not give T.J. Davis the time. Torres, wide receiver now, out of the game with cramps. Tor, uh, back to the 19-yard line, 10-yard loss. Davis to throw, pocket crumbling, dumps it out of the flat, and a big-time hit on the wide receiver. Actually, that's the running back, Jamal Joseph. And that hit by Travion Mitchell. Joseph a little slow to get up, but gets up and gets back on his side of the field. Well-timed play, very well-executed. Not a target, led with the shoulder and did not get him in the helmet area. And now it's third down and 10. Third down and 20. Or third down and 20, excuse me, yes, after that 10-yard sack. And so you bring Sam Brandt, and you also bring uh, Perez way off the ball on this one. Carney, two for eight on third down today, 0 for one in the second half. Three down linemen for the Tigers. Third down and 20 for their own 19-yard line. Davis takes the snap, Prockett crumbling, and he is going down again! This time it is Parrish Terry! Fort A. State's third sack of the third quarter, all the way back to the seven-yard line, and the Lopers will have to punt. Two sacks on that defensive possession for the Tigers. The Nebraska Kearney 
just completely went away from what was working in the second quarter of let T.J. Davis make plays. And instead, they're dropping him back into a pocket that just isn't able to hold up to this Fort Hay State rush right now, and they have no opportunity. Going to mark the ball at the 8-yard line. So it's a loss of 11. They'll punt from the end zone. High and end over end. Best punt of the day for Hunter Krause. And on the bounce, it's taken by Trevor Watts at the 33. He's at the 40, 42. And now a flag comes out well after the play. Fort A. State's going to get caught for a push in the back. So instead of starting across the 40, they're going to be back inside the 30-yard line for this next possession, leading by two touchdowns, 24 to 10. Get to see if uh, our lead referee, Mr. Adams, Mike, is working today. It's a 60-yard punt. During the return, the legal block in the back, receiving team number 16. 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. First down, Forday State. Media timeout. It's on Solomon McFoy. He's had some rough special teams the last two weeks. He had to that punt roll up in his leg down in Joplin. Our third quarter brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of the Kansas Farmers. Enjoy an ice-cold Bush Light today, but please drink responsibly. We're back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Hey, FHSU Tiger fan. Who, me? It's the Tiger Sports Network. Tigers get to the line of scrimmage, run a quick out pattern to Jaden Horace at the 30-yard line. They'll pick up six on that first down completion and bring up second down and four. So the Tigers lead it 24 to 10. How about the defense? Three sacks in the third quarter, getting that momentum back. 7-27 and counting. 24-10 Fort Hayes State with the wind at their face right now going from our right to left here at Lewis Field. Dawson takes the shotgun snap, throws it across the middle. That's Trevor Watts at the 40. He's got a first down out to the 42-yard line. That'll pick up 12. Quick hitter on the slant. Seth Holt to tackle for the Lopers, but not before the chains move in a first down. Well, I'm guessing on the interception we know whose fault it was because Bryson Smith isn't out there for a second consecutive drive, and it's been a tough day for him. Fumbled it earlier in the day, and sometimes it's not your day. And how Bryson Smith handles the rest of this half and then practice this next week is going to say a lot about that young man's character. Horace and Trevor Watts, wide receivers right. Ryan Allen here to the near side. Now Watts comes in motion from left to right. First and ten, Tigers. They hand it off to Shane Watts. Runs around the left end. He's at midfield. Gets hit. Breaks out of the tackle. Fumbles the football. It lands right back into his grasp. And now a big scramble for it. This is going to be a 50-50 ball. He was hit. Broke away. The ball jarred free. Watts had it for a moment. But now that tugging and... Scraping for that football at the bottom of the pile. They have yet to signal. They continue to unpile it. Lopers are saying it's their ball. Still no indication. The umpire, Ben Tenpenny, that's Manu Preston. He's all the way down. He is tapping on a loper to get up. Fort A State football. Wow. Shane, uh, Shane Watts' brother, Trevor, knew it right away. And that might have been from backyard wrestling as kids, knowing that if there's somebody at the bottom of the pot, <laughs> you're not getting it. You're not going to get it away from uh, from Shane. So so Trevor knew. Nobody else did, but, but Trevor knew. Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the offense. First down, Fort Hayes. So that took a fortunate bounce right back into Watts, and now there's an injured loper Time on the play. For injury Jabea Talon. Looks like he's got a cramp on a cool day in the 50s today. And they're going to come out and attend to him. That took a fortuitous bounce right back to Watts, and they were tugging at the ball trying to get it back, but Shane did a good job. Let's go back downstairs. Here's Jonathan. Yeah, I don't know if you guys could see it on the uh, on the replay, but that ended up 
uh, underneath Shane, basically. He was kind of <laughs> sitting on it with it in between his legs, and yeah, Trevor kind of digging in there trying to help, but yeah, that was uh, uh, definitely a fortunate bounce for the Tigers because Shane was kind of sitting on that thing. Forte State was so good in the turnovers early this year, but boy, the last two or three games, it's it's been a bit of an adventure in that regard. Yeah, and, and that one for, for Shane is one where you had an amazing touchdown run. You're fighting for extra yards. The adrenaline's pumping, and somebody runs in from behind, knocks that football away. By the way, the injured player for, for Nebraska Kearney is, is up and walking off very slowly, so he's enjoying this this stroll in the October uh, cool air. Well, he played in northern Colorado for the start of his career, so this is just like it was back home. The person who was most upset about that fumble is Shane Watts. Yep. Shane came off the field, and it took two coaches to kind of calm him down, and each one of them took a little time, tapped him on the head, told him that he was going to be okay. But you like to see, A, that the player's the most ex- upset about it, but, B, that uh, that the coaches were able to go over there. One of them was Amari Ingram Bolden. Nice to have him back in the yeah. black and gold. Former offensive lineman, former defensive lineman. Travis Dixon, the running back now. He'll line up left of Dawson in the shotgun. Here comes the Loper Blitz, and Dixon breaks out of the tackle, spins inside the 40, and down to the 37-yard line. He got hit on the blitz, but he was able to break away from the tackle. Tell Spees, another super senior, a South Dakota transfer from Mullen, Nebraska. Two-time second-team All-MIAA defensive lineman. The tackle at the 43 or the 38-yard line for a gain of three. Second down and four now for the Tigers. They're down to the Loper 38-yard line, leading 24-10. Dawson rolls to his left, dumps it to the tight end. Cormany at the 30, gets belted hard out of bounds, but he has a first down. Dawson was trying to go to Trevor Watts deep. He was covered. It is checked down tight end Cormany for the first down. Parker Wise the tackle. It was the play that they ran earlier, and they hit Cormany for the one-yard pass. And this time, Cormany, the, the, the linebacker, came up and tried to take Cormany away right away. And he did. And so Dawson held on, checked deep, and Cormany just kept running the route. The linebacker overshot Cormany, and it just left open uh, Kale on the sideline. Seventh catch of the day, and that one went for 11 yards. First and 10 to the 28-yard line. Here's Dixon up the middle, bulldozes his way to the 25 and carries a couple of lopers with him down to about the 23. Tell Spies holding on tightly and brings him down, but nice gain of four on first down for Travis Dixon as they continue to have positive plays. Haven't had a lot of negative plays today, and now they have it down to the Loper 23-yard line, up 24-10 with 4.51 to go in the third quarter. It should have been a loss, but that's four plays. Three of the last four plays have been poor tackling by Nebraska Kearney. Florida State 194 rushing yards in this game today. They were 199 a week ago. Back to pass Dawson, the pocket crumbling, and down he goes. He could not escape the blitz and goes down back at the near the 30-yard line. Is it pressure coming from the outside from Seth Holt once again? It's it's a delayed blitz, and Nebraska Kearney played it very well because they played off as if there was no extra pressure coming. And then right at the snap, about a half second after the ball got into Jack Dawson's hands, there be, just came more people than what there was to block. That was just a good, well-done job by Nebraska Kearney. Third down and 13, Fort A. State for the Loper 30, leading 24-10. Tigers just 2-6 of six on third down today. Watts in motion, that's Trevor. Back to pass Dawson. He wanted to run. Now he tries to get a block. He's at the 30, slips a tackle, 25. He's inside the 20, then gets shoved hard out of bounds. No flag. Apparently he was in bounds, they say. But that's just, look. Gerard, I'm sorry. That's that, He stepped out at the 26. He got pushed at the 20. So he wasn't in bounds. 
That that's that's the thing here is well, that he was pushed six yards after he was out of bounds. What's frustrating is we've seen this called against the Tigers a lot, and I and I've always been when the guy's still running the ball, did the whistle blow? But yeah, he was. That was a good six yards after the play had been apparently blown dead at the 30-yard line. And now Fort A. State's going to go for it here on fourth and nine. Fort A. State, five of six on fourth downs this year. Dawson, play action, time in a pocket. Going to the end zone for Jaden Horace. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State on fourth and nine. Jaden Horace has his second touchdown catch of the day. And the Tigers lead by 20, 30 to 10. That was an outstanding route and an even better job of protection by the offensive line. Kofi Karikari had an opportunity to get blown by on that play because the defensive end got a great, great jump. And Karikari pushed him right out of the area, and that's going to be to Jack's blind side. And so if he doesn't make that block, it's a sack on the backside, maybe a fumble, at least a turnover on downs. The offensive line had to give Jack a lot of time for that route, and boy, did they. Carson Arndt splits the uprights. He remains perfect on extra points this year. The Tigers get a touchdown on fourth and nine, and they lead by three scores. 3.15 to play in the third quarter. 31 to 10. Fort A State on top of the Lopers. This is the Tigers. Well, we're going to keep it right here, it looks like. No media break, so we'll keep it right here. We will remind you. Well, let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. Let's do that instead. You're listening to Four Day State Football. Raise your glass, cans, or bottles from Kaiser Liquor and salute all of the hardworking Fort Hayes State Athletics. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. Fort Hayes State's longest drive of the day, nine plays, 76 yards, four minutes and 27 seconds. Had some good running. And uh, unlike that second quarter, Fort Hayes State Willing to throw the ball into the wind, and Jack Dawson has been good. A second touchdown pass to Jaden Horace, that time on fourth and nine. And uh, you could see Horace break open. The question was, would the ball get there before the Lopers could react and maybe knock it down? And it did. And Fort A. State has a 31-10 to lead. Third touchdown pass today for Jack Dawson. Yeah, the, the wind held it up, but also on that particular play, you're throwing to the end zone because it's fourth down. And so if it does get picked and you're able to make sure that the guy doesn't run it back 100-plus yards like Missouri Western, you, it's, it's a punt, and they have the ball at the 20. And just as Carson Art was ready to kick the ball away, it blew off the tee. So they'll bring in Logan Heigel. Why will they? Nope, Logan Heigel was going to come in and hold it. They're going to let him try it at least one more time. Well, Logan Heigel knows because he was over there to hold yeah. the initial kick, yeah. and they waved him off. And then he came in for the second one. Logan Heigl knows what's up because this ball yep. just blew off well, the tee again. And the wind has shifted a little bit. And again, Lewis Field is not a true north-south field. The wind's out of the north-northwest. But it's more of an angled crosswind right now. And you can really see that on the flags on the top of the east side of the stadium kind of all blowing in different directions. It looks to be much stronger yep. and higher than it is low. Yeah, I think it picked up here in the last 20 minutes. It's a high short kick. And Luke Fletcher again will call for the fair catch and then down it on the knee for good measure at about the 33-yard line. So Tigers kicking it high and not allowing any return. Oh, a loper just shoved John Johnson coming off the field. Darius Jackson, a backup wide receiver, just turned and shoved John Johnson as Johnson was coming in defensively. 3.15 to go here in the third. Lopers will have it at their own 33-yard line. It was 
17 to 10 at halftime. It's been all four days stayed in the second half. They now lead it 31 to 10. First to 10 for UNK. Davis in the shotgun, hands it off to Schwang, and Zane Schwang just runs it right up the middle. Gets about four yards. They're going to mark him at the 37-yard line. Gain of three, second down. We're bringing something up with Jonathan Swigert. At halftime, he mentioned how it looked like T.J. Davis. There was times he really didn't want to run the football. And now the, the, it seems like Carney isn't even dialing up him up right now. Yeah, that's what it feels like, guys. And I've been watching him. He does have uh, that. He's got both ankles taped, but he's got a sleeve on that right knee, and I think he's dealing with maybe that a little bit. Four-yard gain, second down and six. The tight end, Sabatka, comes in motion. He'll line up in the left slot. Two receivers over here in tandem to the right of the formation. And now one of them goes in motion. That's Reggie Anderson, who had the touchdown catch. Davis to throw, finds a soft spot, and hits Severin Foster at the 42-yard line, short of the first down. Linebacker John Johnson there immediately to make the tackle. It'll be a five-yard gain, and now the Lopers facing third down again. This time third and one. They are two for nine today on third downs. See if the defensive line can get involved on this one. Parrish Terry is the Tigers' leading tackler. He has seven tackles today. One of them a sack. Tigers have three sacks all in this quarter. Third down and one. Davis hands it off to Schwang. He is hit. He won't get it. He barely got back to the line of scrimmage. Fort A. State got great penetration up front. And I think it may have been Evan Darville along with uh, um, Jacoby Wilson who came in there and tripped him up. Short of the first down. Lopers are going to go for it here. No gain. It is fourth down and one. Carney. It's not attempted a fourth down today. They're five for 11 on the year. Two receivers left, one right. They look to the sideline now. Play clock is at 12. Game clock at a minute 24. Fourth and one. Tigers up three scores. And now Carney's got to call a timeout as the play clock gets down to five. Mikel Williams. Timeout, Nebraska Carney. They're first of the half. In that prior play on third down, Mikel Williams blitzes, and he gets into the backfield, and he has the running back dead to rights. And then Mikel Williams turns and looks and realizes the running back's not there anymore. He's getting tackled. Mikel kind of slaps his hands, looks around a little bit more. He will go back to film because he already knows this is going to get called out in film study. He, he's well aware that he whiffed on a tackle. That was a for-sure tackle for loss. And Mikel walks back to the other side of the line of scrimmage. So this, this timeout's good for him. But, but Williams had a tackle for loss, a big blow-up play. And then the running back was just, there he was, gone. And, and all of a sudden, he's, he's walking back to the other side. So Williams knows he's getting called out in practice this week in film study, uh, and, and he already knows he's going to have to watch to see what happens. Now your team will look like champions of the peril for Redeem Designs on Vided Hayes, whether it's on the field or in the office. Let the Redeem team help. Screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design. That's Redeem Designs, 2204 Vided Hayes. Great design delivered. 31-10 Tigers. Lopers call the timeout. See if they go for it here on fourth down. They sprint to the line of scrimmage. It looks like they will. Tigers crowd the line of scrimmage for this fourth and one. They hand it off to Schwang. He's got the first down and more. Breaks a tackle 40 inside the 30 and all the way down to the Tiger 28-yard line. They ran it right up the middle, and Benny Williams just saves the tackle. They mark him down at the 27, a 31-yard run on fourth down and one for UNK. That's what the threat of T.J. Davis does. And I know that sounds silly, but T.J. Davis is the guy with the ball in his hands, and everybody's expecting him to do it. And so you're protecting the edge. You're not running the middle quite like you would. And that offensive line created just enough of a crease. 
So it's a first and 10 for the Lopers. They're down to the Tiger 27. 31-10 Tigers nearing the 32nd mark of the third quarter. Design run by the quarterback, Davis. He's being chased by Mason Perez, and Benny Williams comes in, and they force him out of bounds for a short gain of about a yard to the 27, maybe the 26. Nope, no gain. They said he went out of the 27-yard line. Good pursuit there by Perez and then Williams to not allow Davis to cut it upfield. It's wild how when a player gets to the sideline, steps out of bounds, and the whistle blows, and then you don't push him. It, that, that is bizarre. I mean, that, that is twice that I've seen things happen that Fort A. State doesn't do. It's just, it's just wild to me. Severin Foster, a wide receiver, right. Two to the left. Anderson, who has a touchdown catch today, along with Zorian Standen. Schwang the running back, left of T.J. Davis, who takes the shotgun snap. Tigers get some pressure. Davis, who's been sacked three times, gets rid of it. He throws an interception. Mikel Williams, the linebacker, back in coverage, picks it off at the 18-yard line. It was an underthrown pass from Davis, and Mikel Williams has his team-leading third interception of the year, and the Tigers get a stop. They'll take over at their own 17-yard line. Really on the field is an interception by the defense. First down, Fort Hayes. That is the end of the third quarter. And we will take a break. Fort Hayes State will have the ball, leading 31-10. This is the Tigers Sports Network, built by PWC. Tiger Sports today, brought to you by BTI. They're your John Dear dealer locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie Nest, City of Pratt, BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Mikel Williams gets the Tigers' first takeaway of the day, and now Fort A. State defensively. That is their 11th interception. They're minus one in turnover margin today, plus two for the year. They gave had a couple of giveaways, but Mikel Williams steps back in coverage and I don't think T.J. Davis ever saw him, Dustin. Yeah, he never did. He was looking for the first down marker, and he saw the deep guy, and he, j- he, he needed to throw that pass. He just tried to drop it in and have an opportunity. By the way, Nebraska Kearney, 12th place, 13 yards wow. in that quarter. Fort A. State, 18 for 162. Well, whatever's talked about, and we talked about it at halftime here, it felt like the Tigers were trailing. They have come out and been a different team in the second half. 31 to 10 Tigers. Dawson at the shotgun. First and 10 of the 17. Little dump down pass to Trevor Watts. Getting for some blocking. He's inside the 25. Still on his feet. Now retreats and is going to be taken down to the 21. There's an injured loper on the play. He had it all the way out to about the 24 and then kept running backwards. Timeout for defensive injury. There's an injured loper. Might be Jabay Talong. Tell Spies eventually made that tackle for UNK. No, that's Jack Nicholson. Millard South redshirt sophomore who's injured for Nebraska Cardi. It ends up being a five-yard gain for the Tigers to the 22-yard line. Nebraska Kearney has 37 total plays today for 138 yards. That's 3.73 yards per game or per play. And they essentially have two plays. They had that 52, 53-yard pass or in the first half, and then that 30-some-odd-yard run on fourth and one. 80, roughly 80, 85 of the, their yards of their 138 have come on two plays today. 24-17, Northwest leads Western. That is about five minutes to go into third. Washburn trying to come back, 28-20. They trailed Emporia State, three minutes to go into third. Get you more scores as we move along. That's your scoreboard update brought to you by Mapeson Miller CPAs, accountants and business advisors in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quitter. Second and five for the Tigers. Their own 22, leading 31-10 here early in the fourth and have the win at their back. They hand it off to Jaquan Tillis. He lowers his shoulder. They pick him up by one leg. 
flag, but he bounces on the other, and he's going to be close to a first down, about a yard short. Jameer Jones holding on, but Tillis would not go down easily. They're going to mark it at the 27-yard line. And it is a first down. He picked up five. It was a single leg takedown. And when you sing wrestling today, when you get that single leg, you have to make sure you sweep down the other leg. You got to pull it. And instead, a nice sprawl by Jaquan Tillis. And and he's able to go forward. I I work every day with Mike Holliday. So some of that rubs off every once in a while. First and ten Tigers after the Tillis five-yard run, his first of the day. Dawson rolls near side, throws deep, looking for Trevor Watson. He overshoots him. He could have dumped it down to Cormany, elected to go deep. Watts had a seam, but I think that one got up in that wind, which has picked up a little bit more to carry it a little bit more than he expected. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, and it's the same play that Fort Hay State has now run three times. And the first time they dumped it to Cormany for a yard. The second time... The deep part was covered, and so they got it to Cormany for an eight-yard gain. And this time, everybody covered short, and Watts had the opportunity to get long. Just a little too much wind on that one. 31-10 Tigers. They led 17-10 at halftime. Had a 17 to nothing lead after the first play of the second quarter. There's going to be an inside handoff to Tillis, and he's blown up in the backfield. Very little room there. In fact, uh, he's going to lose a yard brought down by Devin Guja for the Lopers. Well, I, lo- I like a little Guja on my burger, too, a little Guja cheese, and he was able to just, just blitz the opening. You know, Fort A. State had been opening up this hole and just – running down the middle. Well, Gusha's been standing on the sideline for a while, and now he's well-aged, and he's able to just head right down the middle. He'd seen enough, and is able to make the stop. It's a well-cured tackle there by Gusha. Third down and 11. Dawson to throw, time in the pocket, now rolling to his left, throws downfield, and Watts tried to make an over-the-shoulder catch. He stumbled a little bit. It would have been a remarkable play. Dawson tried to hit him on the run. It goes incomplete, and Fort A. State's going to have to punt the football, failing on third down. Yeah, Watts on that one, he, he got a hand signal from the quarterback, from, from Dawson, to go long. It's just that Jack had three guys barreling down on him. He had to throw that off balance, and earlier than he wanted. If he had two more steps, Watts gets behind. You can float that pass out there a little bit further. It was just too too much, and a good job by Dawson to throw that one away where nobody could get it. Cameron Zeisenkam to punt with the wind at his back. Zane Schwang back deep to receive for the Lopers, who almost get to it. High wobbly kick. Schwang's going to take it. He's going to return it. He's at the 35 and taken down for about a five-yard gain by Ryan Allen at the 38-yard line. So a pretty good punt for Zeisenkam. 42 yards, a return of five, and Nebraska Kearney will have it at their own 38-yard line, which has been some of their better field position. First quarter, Fort A. State pinned the Lopers deep their own seven, twice their own 25, but they made them punt into the wind, gave them short fields, and that's why they had that early 17-0 lead. Lopers got it back in the second quarter, but right now Fort A. State leads it. Let's go quickly downstairs to Jay-Z. Perry's Terry's back out there. He was getting a little uh, stuff rubbed on his neck. I think he's dealing with a little stiff neck this afternoon. Now he's been tough there with a couple of sacks today. First or one sack today. First down and ten. Davis takes the quarterback as a snap, runs up the middle. They tried to act like it was a bad snap. The running back leaped into the air like the pat, the snap went over the quarterback's head. And T.J. Davis just runs straight ahead for about a five-yard gain, brought down by Dimitri Scott. He's played a lot today, and he's been in on a couple of tackles and gets that one right there. Scott is in there defensively for this possession for Fort Hayes State. Including the sacks, T.J. Davis today, 15 attempts, 12 gained yards. Kaysen Dietz, the Salina South 
Cougar in there as well, a redshirt freshman in that interior line. Five-yard gain to the 43. Second down and five. Davis with two backs in the backfield. Runs near side. Then he gets popped hard by Brandt, who hits him high. Mikael Williams grabbed him by the waist. And the tackle about two yards short. Three yards short of the line again. It'll be third down and three. Three thousand eight hundred fifty-two. the attendance today. No doubt the weather playing a big factor. The coldest game and the windiest game of the year. Of course, on the earliest kickoff of yeah, the season exactly. so far. Lopers to the 45-yard line. They face third down and three. Tigers up 31-10 to 10 as we move inside the 12-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Three receivers all to the right, one here to the left. Davis to throw time. He's going deep down the middle, and the pass is batted away by Benny Williams. It was intended for... Bailey Torres, Tigers had two defensive backs there, and Benny, right when the ball got to the wide receiver, dislodged it out of his hands and incomplete. It's fourth down. Fantastic play by Benny Williams because that is a pass that could have been intercepted. But Benny Williams does the high percentage play, and he just smack it out of there. Get, Get it out of the area so that there's no chance that somebody does something silly and catch that football, and now Nebraska Kearney's going to take a timeout. Yeah, it looked like they were going to go for it. I think Nebraska you have to. Carney. You're down. They're second of the half. You're yep. down 21. You're near midfield in a half that has just been abysmal for your offense. This is about as good an opportunity as you're going to get right now. And they're one for one. In fact, the two teams today are combined four, three for three on fourth down, so not immediate timeout. We'll have a timeout here to discuss this fourth down play for UNK. Well, they better be good on fourth down <laughs> because they're not good on third down today. Nebraska Carney's two for 11, and Fort A. State is two for eight on third down. Neither team has been very good. Halftime in Joplin, 14 to 7. Pittsburgh State on top of Missouri Southern. They had a 14 nothing lead after one. Um, I don't know if they still call that the Miners Bowl. They used to, but it'd be an interesting game. Missouri Southern, we saw it last week. They are much improved. They're not going to go away in that one, and no doubt a huge crowd. With Pitt State in town, that'll be an interesting one to watch. So we we talked about it's kind of rivalry day, right? Yeah. In in the games that are are, and I, I don't know, is there anything passed back and forth between the two schools? Because wasn't there the tree limb or something between Truman and Northwest Missouri <laughs> yeah, State? The old hickory stick. The, the hickory or stick. Yeah. You know, that's usually what Northwest beat Truman with was the hickory stick <laughs> as they were getting <laughs> they ready to hand it off. They, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know that there is anything. Have to check in that. Get, get we've some, always figured we there, got to come up with something for this game. There's the turnpike tussle. Do right. they have like a? Do they have like, you get a free pass get, on the get, turnpike. You get a, like a golden K tag pass. Exactly. Fourth down and three for the Lopers from their own 45. Davis is going to keep it. Quarterbacks hit. He won't get it. He'll go down. He gets maybe a half of a yard. Four day state converges. They had four guys there. It was Jason Wallace the first to hit him and bring him down for a gain of only a half of a yard. The Tigers get a fourth down stop, and they'll take over at their 45 of UNK. We have a timeout on the field. 11.30 to play. Fort A. State will have it in Loper territory when we return. This is the Tigers Sports Network built by PwC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Fourth quarter brought to you by Kona Big Wave. Bring the aloha. It's a crisp, easy drinking beer. Enjoy a Kona Big Wave on game day, but do so 
responsibly. Jaden Jason Wallace, the tackle. Benny Williams, who's been big today, also helping out of that last fourth down stop. Now the Tigers have it at the Carney 45, leading the Lopers 31-10 to with 11 and a half minutes to go in the game. Dawson hands it off to Jaquan Tillis. He tries to turn it around the edge. He breaks out of a tackle, and now a late flag comes in as Tillis gets two on a play that probably should have lost a yard, but I think a hold on Fort Hayes State. Tigers have had a few penalties in this one this afternoon. They haven't been penalized very much this year, but they have today. And they've been on first down. Mm-hmm. And it's typically the drives that Fort State hasn't Fort been able to Carney make up. tied for the least Holding. penalties. Offense number zero. Ten-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Replay, first down. So it's on K.O. Cormany, the tight end. Cormany looking over to the sideline going, I had him, I had him locked up inside. So Cormany will be pleading his case on uh, Sunday's film study. So the penalty came one yard downfield, so the ball is spotted at the 46, the Loper 46, or the Tiger 46. So first and 19 now. Tigers up by three scores. Dawson to throw, dumps it over the top. Tillis catches. He's hit immediately, stays on his feet, and maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Carney read that one well. They had everybody covered deep and just dumped it over to the running back out of the backfield, Zach Schlager, the tackle. But uh, they're going to give him progress back to the line of scrimmage. Now second down and 19. You know, when Fort A. State has gotten into these first and really longs, they have tried to dump things into the flat. They have tried to run screen plays. But they're not like what everybody – is not what their other plays have been. It's not any misdirection. It's not Jack Dawson rolling out a little bit. It's just simply trying to dump it into an area and make a one-on-one miss, and it just hasn't worked out. They mark it at the 47, so they give him one yard, second and 18 now for Fort Hayes State, leading 31-10. to 10. Dawson to throw in the pocket, and a pass deflected to the line of scrimmage. He was trying to dump it out to Watts or to uh, Tillis again. Ruling he got knocked away by Tell Spees. Third down. John Adams likes to be on our, <laughs> on our radio broadcast today. Well, uh, he, he, he verifies what yeah. we're, we're telling. Well, there, there's no guessing. There's no guessing as to if we're right or wrong. And Again, wholesale changes for Nebraska Kearney on defense. But uh, that something that Fort A. State is going to have to go back and look at during film this next week, that is a lot of passes knocked down of Jack Dawson's today. And I'm willing to bet that that's more passes today than the entire season knocked down of Jack Dawson. Well, here we go. Third and 18 for the Tigers. They're two for eight today on third down. They need a big play right here. Dawson back to pass across the middle, trying to go to Watts, and it's intercepted. It went right by Watts and is picked off by Nebraska Kearney. It was deflected and intercepted by an unnamed loper who's not on the roster, and they gave us no number changes. But it's an interception for UNK. First down, Nebraska Fort A. State's third giveaway today, and the Lopers have it at the 36 of Fort A. State. That pass may have been tipped. Well, the officials indicated on the field that it was tipped. And if it was, again, to the point I made right before that, that interception, that is a lot of passes today that have been tipped and deflected way more than what there has been before. And I know Jack's 5'11". And we kind of joked about it with him last year. You know, how do you how do you be quarterback when you're that size? Well, he's never been 6'3", so he doesn't know any other way. But that's a lot of passes today. And we were not given any number changes by Carter. That's the second player who is not on any roster that we have. There's a handoff up the middle to Joseph, two hands on the football. And he runs behind that big offensive line down to about the 32-yard line, picking up four on first down. Tackle made by Mikel Williams, who has an interception for the Tigers. Well, 
Still 9.55 to go in the game. Lopers get a touchdown here. They're still a part of this. Now, was there a flag out? Or that nuts? I think it's a Fort Hay yeah. State, I don't know, glove, towel, something, something. It's not a flag in the Loper backfield. Joseph lines up left of Davis. Two receivers right, one here to the left. As Davis wants to throw, he's got time. He's going to go across the middle. He's got a man in the end zone. It's going to be batted down, but that's going to be interference on Mason Perez. He never turned, and he ran right through the receiver, Reggie Anderson, who had a step or two on him in the end zone. Mason just turns and looks and tries to make a play at the football. That's probably not called. Defense, number 21, 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic, first down. Again, you don't have to turn your head to look for the ball and get a, to, to avoid it. But if you run right through the receiver when you don't turn your head, that's where the interference, and now the Lopers have it down to the 17-yard line. A Fort, Fort A State, it, it, when you're at home, they need to stop switching the quarter from odd to even. <laughs> because first and third have gone really well for the tie. Yeah. Second and fourth have been off. Switch that quarterback to three and see if that changes things up a little bit. Two receivers right, one left, handoff of the middle to Jamal Joseph, and he barrels his way down inside the 10 to about the 9. Mason Perez and Mikel Williams there on the stop, but it's a good first down run of about eight yards, second down at two. Well, if nothing else, it's going to give, there's a lot of time left in this game, but it gives something for Fort Hayes State's coaching staff to look over this next week as to what happened in these second and fourth quarters. 31-10 Tigers, nine minutes to go in the game. Pass in the right flat is caught by Joseph, and he's taken down by Benny Williams. Boy, Benny's only 5'9". He's played big today. And that's going to be a loss of about three yards to bring up third down. But Benny had to make that play. There were three lopers on that side to block. And Benny Williams and one other player were over there. And Benny just split through the three before they could really set up the block on the screen play and got into the backfield. Third and five for the lopers. Back at the Tiger 12 now. They lose three on that play. They're all looking to the sideline. 11 on the play clock, and now they're going to have to burn a timeout. Carney uses their last timeout. timeout. Nebraska Carney, third and final of the half. We are close to the bottom of the hour, close enough that we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort Hayes State Football. Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics. It's a good thing. Kaiser Liquor and Tiger Radio. Mix 103. KJLS Hayes. Four-day state football brought to you by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out a delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. Andy Williams, a big tackle there, and now the Lopers will burn their final time out to discuss it here on third down and five, down to the Tiger 12, trailing 31 to 10. How good has Benny Williams been here as of late? North Carolina Wesleyan transfer. And uh, he is—he has been super impressive in uh, in the really the last two three games. And you kind of saw it starting early in the year, but he has really yeah. picked things up here in the last couple of games. And you see that with transfers every once in a while. Takes a little bit, takes a, some time, and then when they if if they're going to excel, they really do well. At six picks last season for the Division Three school, North Carolina Wesleyan. Joseph lines up right in the backfield. They're going to give him a handoff, and he's going down for very little gain. Parrish Terry there along with Miles Minges. The two defensive ends collapse on a draw play on third and five, and it gets nothing. 
And now it's fourth down and five, and they're going to go for it again. The Lopers one for two today on fourth down. Well, that was interesting play there. Gain nothing, fourth and five. And North Carolina Wesleyan University, they have an outstanding assistant AD. His name's Mike Armbruster. <laughs> Brother from a different mother you don't I'm, know I'm, about? I'm, I'm going to claim it for yeah, now. There you go. That'll work. Three receivers left, two to the right, empty backfield for the quarterback, T.J. Davis. Takes the snap, dropping back, pressure, throws across the middle. It's caught! Touchdown! It was caught by, I don't think the intended target no. on that play. It was no, caught by Bailey Torres. Four-day State had great coverage. I think they were trying to go to Anderson, who was well defended. Then Torres jumped the route, the wide receiver, and he gets a touchdown catch. Sean Johnson Jr. was the intended okay, wide receiver. He's the backup quarterback. Yeah, he w- he was in the game. He- he's walking off now. He actually kind of rolled his ankle. But uh, Williams for for Fort A State, Mikel Williams was near a second interception, and then out of nowhere is Torres. That is either the best or worst offensive design play that Nebraska Cardinal could have come up with. 7.37 to go in the game. The Lopers get a big score, and we have a timeout. They're still a part of this one. Media timeout. 31-17 to Tigers, 7.37 to go. Did he miss that extra point? It says 16 on the board. There it is. I thought he got it through. 31-17. Fort A. State leads it back in a minute. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Thank you. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Fourth quarter brought to you today by Kona Big Wave. Bring the Aloha. It's a crisp, easy drinking beer. Enjoy a Kona Big Wave on game day, but always drink responsibly. Well, Bailey Torres... Almost like to act like a defensive back gets the touchdown. Lopers back in it. Now they try a onside, a little short pooch kick and a big scramble for the ball. Fort A State has it at the 46, so they're gonna have or 44. They're gonna have good field position here. Carney within two scores once again with 7:35 to go. Well, and John Johnson recovered that uh, kick. The offense has to kick it back in gear here. They kind of got complacent on their last two drives, and and that's where the second quarter got derailed punt and interception here on their two fourth quarter possessions. Now they start at their own 45-yard line. So the Lopers unable to get that short kickoff. 7.35 to go, and Tigers trying to answer here up by 14. Two receivers left, one right. That's Jaden Horace, who has two touchdowns today. Handed off to Shane Watts. He gets lifted up off his feet, and that's going to be unnecessary roughness. Tackle made by Joko Willis, the Auburn transfer. He grabbed Shine Watts, lifted him off the ground, and then pile-drived him. Sean Bryant is off the bench. He is furious. Fort A. State's offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. Jeff Bryant out of the field. That was... After the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, defense number nine. 15-yard penalty be added on to the end of the run and an automatic first down. I mean, that was. He dumped him right on his head. Yeah, he picked him up and just pile-drived him to the ground. So now it'll move it to the 39 of Nebraska Kearney. There needs to be a new rule. And the rule needs to be that if you're the guy that gets dumped like that, Watts gets the yardage. Like, add that to his running total yes. for the day. Yeah, he, should get, he earned those 15 yards. First and 10 Tigers down to the Loper, 39, leading by two touchdowns. And 7-17 to go. Watch the carry again. Bounces out to the left. Breaks out of an ankle tackle. Then he is taken down by Zach Schlager 
at the 35-yard line. He'll pick up four and bring up second down and six. An outstanding job of Fort Hay State not to react on that next play. Yep. Because they could have gone right after Joko Willis and, you know, did the, well, this is for my teammate thing. It was still a ball game to be played. And so well done by Fort Hay State not to react that way. Second down, six. Tigers to the Loper, 35, leading 31-17 with 6.40 and counting in the fourth. Overcast, breezy day today here at Lewis Field. Walks up the middle, lowers his shoulder, gets driven down hard again by Schlager. He'll pick up about five and bring up a third down and one. We'll say third and two on the four-yard gain. Down to the 31-yard line. Florida State's just looking to burn clock. And I brought this up in the Lincoln game and at Missouri Southern, too. Boy, do I love this new rule <laughs> where the uh, the clock runs pretty much nonstop down to the inside two minutes of the first of the uh, second and fourth quarter. Travis Dixon comes in late at running back. He'll line up to the right. Now the Lopers jump. Tigers snap the ball. They blow it dead. It was going to be a free play. It was going to be a touchdown. It should have been. Well, yeah, they blew the play dead. After both, Dawson, both, both offensive lines are pointing at one another. The Lopers were clearly in the neutral zone when they snapped it, but did the Tigers jump first? Well, the Tigers jumped because of the movement into the neutral zone by, by Carney. Jack Dawson said, hey, wait a minute. That's a free play. I had the ball in my hands. Let that play out. It would have been a touchdown, but the whistles had clearly blown. Offside. Defense, number 92, causing the offense to react. Five-yard penalty. Third down. First down. Uh, it becomes a first down, yeah, because it was third and one, please third and two. Re- please reset the game clock to five minutes, 54 seconds. Five, five, four. So that moves it down to the 26, and it's a first down for the Tigers and a chance to burn some more clock with 5.54 to go in the game. Ever since that interception that was thrown earlier on the, on the wrong route, Bryson Smith has not been nope. in this game. Horace, wide receiver right. Trevor Watts left. They hand it off to Travis Dixon. Runs through a loper. Gets it inside the 25. And down to the 24-yard line. It's only a two-yard gain as Jameer Jones is in on that tackle for UNK. But four-day state will take the two yards and let that clock wind down a little bit more. Now five and a half to go up by two scores. Unfortunately, the person that took the brunt of that entire play was Sloan Hayden. He's the tight end to the right side, the Ulysses product. And he got piled up on by Three different players, two in white jerseys, one in black. Still on the field, the Hutchinson Community Cottage transfer. He's a tight end here near side along with Cormany. Horace and Ryan Allen, wide receivers over to the left. Dixon in the pistol behind Dawson. Takes the snap, he hands it off to Dixon, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle, 15 on his feet, down to the 10. It'll be a first down on the 14-yard run from Travis Dixon. First and goal, Tigers back inside the farm implement and supply red zone. Armani Webster, the tackle for the Lopers, but the Tigers get it back inside the red zone. Stopped by farm implement and supply in Plainville and Colby. They're your home for bad boy and grasshopper mowers. If you are an offensive lineman, worth your salt. These are the moments in games that you just live for. The opportunity to end the game because that's who ends it. I know Travis Dixon gets the yards. I know Shane Watts gets the yards. But it is the offensive line that closes out games. 221 rushing yards today for Fort A. State. Their season high, 236 against Lincoln. Handoff, Dixon cuts to the right. Now back up the middle, fumbles the football. Was he down? Apparently not. And the Tigers give it away again, this time at the 11-yard line. My goodness. 
Dixon stumbled. On the field. It was a fumble. Recovered by the defense. First down, Nebraska Kearney. Fort Hayes State today, that has been a problem. They've thrown two interceptions. Now they've lost two fumbles. And a challenge flag is thrown. Chris Brown's going to challenge that Dixon was down already. Well, Saw the replay. I don't know. It's going to be hard to overturn. Live, I thought it was a fumble. The replay, I thought it was a fumble. Really on the field was a fumble recovered by the defense. Fort Hayes is challenging the ruling on the field of a fumble that the runner was down. Timeout. They're going to be looking for an elbow is what they're going to be looking for because his knees are definitely not down on the ground. They're going to be looking to see if an elbow hit first. And and I think this is Loper football. But if you're Coach Chris Brown, I think you have to challenge this because of the spot on the field. And if nothing else, you're going to use up a timeout and you're going to get your defense a chance to talk things over get ready instead of rushing onto the field because you see that too many times. Defense doesn't know they're going to have to go on the field. You're, you're getting ready to celebrate a touchdown. Sudden change. And then you run out and T.J. Davis throws one over the top or whoever it happens to be. And so if nothing else, it's an opportunity for Fort Hay State to gather themselves. But the Tigers, if they give this one away, and again, I think it is. That is four turnovers today. You have, you have 31 points on the board and you still have four turnovers. We've only seen one replay so far here in the booth. Not showed it again. So the Tigers will challenge this call, which was ruled a fumble. Four-day State turned it over three times up in Kearney a year ago. This will be their fourth if it's not overturned here today. It's been a problem, and Four-day State was so good in the giveaway takeaway early this year, but all of a sudden lately that's not been the case. Still 24-17. That's now 27-23. Northwest Missouri State on top of Missouri Western. 7.40 to go in that ball game today, the big rivalry game in Maryville. We'll be in Topeka next Saturday, and it's 38-20 in favor of Emporia State. And the Turnpike Tussle at Welch Stadium. Central Oklahoma up 31-3 at halftime. They take on the Lincoln Blue Tigers this afternoon. And the officials still reviewing that. They are in the third quarter, still 14-7. Pitt State on top of Missouri Western. And it's halftime in Tahlequah, 56-14. Central Missouri. Big lead over the Northeastern State Riverhawks. Well, Northeastern has 14, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so quick poll. Um, I think fumble. I, I've seen one replay, but live and then the one replay saw, I think fumble. Guys, what you got? I have not. I did not really get a good look at that replay. Oh, <laughs> come on. I, I didn't. I'll jump in. I've been uh, looking at scores. I agree with you. I think it's a fumble. But the weird thing was all the officials just kind of stood around. Like, we all just kind of stood and looked at each other. And we're like, yeah, I guess it's their ball. They have it. <laughs> so, so I guess it's a fumble. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a chilly day. Still, it's taken a long time. We've had, yeah. we've seen more reviews this year with four day state games than any than the, than last year by far. And here comes John Adams out of the tent. After further review, the ruling on the field of a fumble is confirmed. First down, Nebraska Kearney. Fort Hayes 
is charged with a timeout, and they are out of challenges for the remainder of the game. So confirmed, not stand, so that means it was clear and concise that the ball was out before Dixon hit. So the Lopers with their fourth takeaway today will start at their own 11. 4.13 to go, down two scores. Tiger defense needs a stop here. Well, the defense hasn't been the problem. No, it hasn't been, but, I mean, they need to step up right here. Lopers one score away from making it real interesting. First and 10 for their own 11, for the Tiger 11, or their own 11. Davis being flushed to his right. The quarterback's going to run, and Mikael Williams escorts him out of bounds, short of the first down marker near the 20. They're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 18. Gain of seven, second down. It's one of the few times where the Tigers lost contain on the edge, and Miles Menges was pretty sure he was getting a sack. He got a piggyback ride from the right tackle, James Kent, and it slowed him down enough that he couldn't get to the quarterback. Mark him out of bounds at the 18-yard line. Clock still rolls. 31-17 Tigers, second down and three. Davis from the shotgun. Two-step drop. Pump fakes with the shoulders. Now being chased and throws it away. It's caught. It's going to lose a yard. The pass is caught by Schwang out of the backfield, the running back. Boy, Darville and Mengis were close to getting a sack, and it looked like the quarterback was throwing it away, and it's going to lose a yard to the 17-yard line, bring up third down. Mikael Williams is there in coverage. Well, it should keep the clock rolling, and it does. That that was best-case scenario for Fort Hay State. Third down and four now for the Lopers. Tigers move up front, but they didn't get in the neutral zone. Now Schwang, the running back, will line up as a wide receiver. Over to the right side, empty backfield for T.J. Davis. Stands in the pocket, he's hit, he's going down again! Miles Menches hits him, his third sack of the afternoon! Four-day State has four sacks since halftime, and the Lopers have fourth and long back inside the five. Yeah, they'll punt this one away, T.J. Davis is up hobbling. He, he, got, he got landed on, and, and Four-day State, on the first play of this drive, did not get contained they didn't hit that edge and this time they did and, and that drive was really Evan Darville's drive he's not going to get any sacks or or stats out of this but Evan Darville was a man the Dodge City product really showing up on this drive they marked his momentum down at the 10-yard line so Kraus will punt from the goal line and the play is blown dead right as a snap got back to the Loper putter that was a generous spot yeah at the 10 he was at the looked like he was hit Behind it, but that's where they marked it. Miles Benjamin. Full start. Offense number 20. Five yard penalty. Fourth down. I'll move it back to the five yard line now, and they'll punt from deeper in the end zone. 238 to go in a game. 31 17. Fort Hayes State on top of Nebraska Kearney. Hasn't been the, I say that. As you mentioned, first and third quarters, the Tigers have looked really, really good. Second and fourth, it's been a challenge. So nine yards deep in the end zone, Kraus to punt it away. He gets off a boomer into that wind, and Trevor Watts will fair catch it over the shoulder at the 46-yard line. So a 41-yard punt into the wind. That was one of the better punts of the day for either kicker. Four-day stable have it. They're a loper 41, 224 to go, leading by 14, 31-17. Tigers have not closed out this game well. They have not closed out the first half well either. So the Tigers were up 31 to 10, and since they've gone punt, interception, and fumble. Second and fourth quarters. 
whatever reason today, they have not been good in the even quarters. Receiver right, one left. Corbin near the tight end in the block. They hand it off to Shane Watts. He'll bounce out to his right. He's got a first down inside the 40, inside the 35, and down to the 34-yard line. Tripped up by Jerome Houston, Jr., but a nice gain down to the 31 of 15. It's a first down. Shane Watts kept that ball high and tight. It was pinned against his chest, just above the numbers. And Fort A. State needs probably one more first down in order to be able to take a knee on this thing. Shane Watts having a monster game so far today. 157 yards. Well, Jay-Z will be talking to him after the game. <laughs> yeah. He was our Tiger spotlight. We might have to talk to him before every game. He was close to 100 a week ago. He goes well over that today. He's going to get the carry again right up the middle. He carries a pile inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. Not a big gain. About six yards on the play. Trey O'Gwin the tackle at the 29. Gerard, after the game, you go over stats. And the disparity in the stats is, is a monster. Fort A. State is at 71 plays, 414 yards. That's 5.83 yards a play. Carney has run 49 plays for a buck 65 today. The, the, the wild thing is, despite that disparity of plays and yards, the time of possession is separated by... Four minutes. Fortnite State, State has the advantage, but not by much. We're inside a minute. They'll go to the victory formation now on second down and five. And Carney, without any timeouts, can no longer stop it. So Fortnite State will need to run one more play and get a big win today at home over their rivals from the north, the Lopers. That'll be ten wins in the last 11 games. Dawson takes the snap, downs it on the knee, and that is going to do it. Fort A. State is going to get a win today over Kearney. They did not play well in the even-numbered quarters, but they played well enough in the first and third quarters and get the victory today over the Lopers on a cool, windy afternoon in Hayes, America. Fort A. State knocking off Kearney this afternoon, 31-17. And for the first time in two years, the Tigers have won three in a row. They're now five and two overall. They go to four and two in the MIAA. 31-17, your final score. And our postgame show is next. This is the Tigers Sports Network, built by PWC. Thanks, Gerard. Well, Coach, a, a victory for your team. Maybe not the prettiest of wins, but at the same point, it's a victory in the MIAA, and those can be hard to come by sometimes. They are hard to come by, but you know, there's just you know, looking at that game, there's just a lot of things that we got to correct. You know, offensively, defensively, you know, and clean things up, clean the penalties up as well. And we got to quit turning the ball over. That kills us every single time. And then if we do turn it over, we got to find a way defensively to keep him out of the end zone. And that's something we haven't been able to do all year long. And, you know, we got the one interception on defense, and that is it. So, but uh, I thought it was a good game. I thought we played hard. I thought we played physical for the most part. And we kept battling throughout the game. But, you know, that's just a game that I'm not happy with the way we played. Team jumps out to a 17-0 lead, and it was the first or second play of the second quarter, but then it kind of went off the rails. What do you see during that time where your team plays so well, but then on the flip side can can really struggle? 
it's just a lack of discipline and a lack of focus. And uh, I know we're young, and, you know, that's where we have to mature as a group. And that's what I told them, you know, after the game here is, you know, it's maturity. we got to mature and, and grow as a group and learn how to finish teams off. And, you know, we get leads like that. We need to keep the pedal down and, and just try to get them to quit and, and run away with this game. And, you know, our kids didn't do that. It seems like at times the kids really ride the wave of the highs and the lows, and it kind of is among the whole team. It is, and I just—I mean, there's, there are going to be highs, and there's going to be lows. But I mean, you got to stay high, you got to stay excited, and you still got to believe and be confident in, in your abilities and in the way you play, and believe in the calls that the coaches are making, and then just go execute. And uh, I just think there's a few times in this game we didn't execute, and we let the lows get us, and we just didn't stay high and believe in ourselves, and believe that you know if we just kept battling and competing that we could put these guys away. Shane Watts had a really good day today. He was a major presence on the offensive side. Shane's been great. I mean, it's, it's a great story to him. He was on defense and he wanted to move to offense and we probably told him that wasn't such a great idea. But, you know, Shane proved us wrong. I mean, he's starting to see things really well. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He runs hard. He runs physical. He's got good speed. And, uh, you know, I still can't believe he scored on that one, you know, on the on the north northeast side of the end of the of the of the field but I mean that kid's a playmaker he plays hard and he loves the game of football on the defensive side of things team gives up less than 200 yards of offense on the day and and I know you you said you know making sure they can get a stop after a turnover but for the most part a, a pretty solid day defensively especially against a dangerous quarterback it was you know but if we don't give up a couple of those big plays heck we might keep them less than that and that's just something we got to work on and get our eyes better and you know watch the route and see the route and not get beat deep and give up that big play. And, you know, that's how they got their points today. It was a big play, then turnovers, and, uh, you know, we eliminate those things. You know, good things happen for us, and we might, you know, have given three up, give them three points or, or get a shutout. How much will it be good to not see T.J. Davis dressed in that Loper uniform anymore after he has been so good over all of these years? It's going to be great, but I'm going to miss that kid. I mean, he's such a tremendous athlete, and it's so fun to watch him play on the field. And, you know, I really truly hope that that kid gets the shot to play at the next level because he is talented enough to do that. Just he didn't get a chance to be a receiver or a DB, which which should probably play more in the NFL. But he's a great kid. He's a great young man. He's going to have his master's when he gets out of there. And, uh, I mean, I wish the best for that kid, but I'm not going to miss him. (laughs) Miles Menges got to him a few times today. Parrish Terry did as well. And it seemed like for the most part, and it's hard to do 100% of the time, the defensive line played really sound and not getting too far up the field and letting T.J. Davis run loose. And that's the whole key there, right? If you you – Come underneath, uh, you know, if you're defensive end, you come underneath the tackle. He's going to scrape outside and go get big yards. But the guys did a good job of keeping him in the pocket, um, keeping the pressure on him, and just kind of filling out where he was going and, and got some good pressure on him and, and beat the lineman. So, probably the way those guys played, I'm, I'm sure we'll watch film. There'll be some corrections that we need to make, but that for the most part, they balled him up pretty good. When you're getting a win like today and maybe not overall extremely happy, is that maybe deep down a, a good sign because it means that there's still room for this team to grow? It is, and you can just tell by our locker room, you know, they weren't pleased with our performance. You know, they were glad we won the game, and but you could just see it in their eyes that the same excitement wasn't there after a win as, you know, it should be, you know, but but they knew they, there's some things that they got to work and fix and, and eliminate the mistakes and, and things could be better. You know, we had some stupid penalties as well that, that kind of cost us to put in some bad situations, but, you know, I'm glad we won. I'm proud of the win, but... You know, you can see it in our kids' eyes that they're not done, and there's a lot of things that we got to work on and get better and get corrected because you know, if you want to be a championship team, you can't do those things. Coach, congratulations on the win. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you very much.
Gerard here with defensive end Miles Menges. And Miles, congratulations on the victory. You guys up front really got after their quarterback and it seemed like you were able to make it difficult and him uncomfortable in the pocket. Thank you, yes sir. Yeah, that was our focus all week to keep TJ Davis, the great TJ Davis, you know, in the pocket all week because he gets outside of the pocket, he's a scary dude to play against. So. And talk a little bit about too how difficult it is to defend a guy like that because saw the option again again today and that's something that he done uh, really well in the uh, in the past and then also his ability to escape the pocket. So how are you able to kind of make sure you kept him in that pocket? Yeah, just to keep him in the pocket, you got to stay disciplined. You can't get out of your rushing lanes. And I mean, even like D ends and linebackers, you got to stay disciplined. Whether you're going down to running back, whether you have contain, so really just staying disciplined. And then also uh, on the other side, Paris. Terry, he was getting after it too, and uh, you know Evan Darvell there at the end was in the backfield. It, made, it seemed like you guys up front really played well. What do you think as a whole? Yeah, I thought we played amazing as a whole. You know, we we build off of each other's energy, and we've got such a great group down that D line, and we're only going to get better. We're a young group, so. Also, talk a little bit about kind of the ups and downs. This was a, an interesting game. You guys got out to that big lead, and then they scored ten unanswered. You come out in the third quarter, play well, and then they kind of chipped away at that lead in the in the fourth quarter. Just talk a little bit about the ups and downs and kind of how you uh, make sure and try and stay level yeah. I guess going forward no yeah we, we got out to a great start and then uh, those two plays I think there was just two plays that big explosive play across the middle um, and then that fumble that's what really sets back but no we, we can't just settle we've got to constantly be getting better I'm curious too after a big win last week you get this win here at home uh, do you feel like you can stack wins together and, and kind of try and maybe get on a, a run here in the second half of the season yes sir no we definitely not only me but the whole team thinks that you know but we're going to take it one game at a time and get better every week and all starts in practice all right very good congratulations all right thank you sir once again that was defensive end miles minges after a big game in which he got to the quarterback three times today today Gerard back to you Gerard here with defensive end Miles Menges. And Miles, congratulations on the victory. You guys up front really got after their quarterback, and it seemed like you were able to make it difficult and him uncomfortable in the pocket. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was our focus all week to keep TJ Davis, the great TJ Davis, you know, in the pocket all week because he gets outside of the pocket, he's a scary dude to play against. So. And talk a little bit about, too, how difficult it is to defend a guy like that because saw the option again again today, and that's something that he done uh, really well in the uh, in the past, and then also his ability to escape the pocket. So how are you able to kind of make sure you kept him in that pocket? Yeah, just to keep him in the pocket, you got to stay disciplined. You can't get out of your rushing lanes. And, I mean, even like D ends and linebackers, you got to stay disciplined whether you're going down to running back, whether you have contain. So really just staying disciplined. And then also uh, on the other side, Paris Terry, he was getting after it too. And, uh, you know, Evan Darvell there at the end was in the backfield. It, made, it seemed like you guys up front really played well. What do you think as a whole? Yeah, I thought we played amazing as a whole. You know, we, we build off of each other's energy, and we've got such a great group down that D-line, and we're only going to get better. We're a young group, so. Also talk a little bit about kind of the ups and downs. This was a, an interesting game. You guys got out to that big lead, and then they scored 10 unanswered. You come out in the third quarter, play well, and then they kind of chipped away at that lead in the in the fourth quarter. Just talk a little bit about the ups and downs and kind of how you uh, make sure and try and stay level, yeah. I guess, going forward. No, yeah, we, we got out to a great start, and then uh, those two plays, I think there was just two plays that – big explosive play across the middle um, and then that fumble that's what really sets back but no we, we can't just settle we've got to constantly be getting better 
I'm curious too, after a big win last week, you get this win here at home. Uh, do you feel like you can stack wins together and, and kind of try and maybe get on a, a run here in the second half of the season? Yes, sir. No, we definitely, not only me, but the whole team thinks that, you know, but we're going to take it one game at a time and get better every week and all starts to practice. All right, very good. Congratulations. All right, thank you, sir. Once again, that was defensive end Miles Minges after a big game in which he got to the quarterback three times today. Gerard, back to you.